G Money. Yo, what's up, man? What's good? What's good with you? How you, how you doing? My, right, you know, I'm cooling, man. So now we're gonna keep our intro a little short because we had I guess waiting, even though he stood us up four times, <laughs> right? But before we get to him, mm. how, how was your weekend? Week was good, busy. You know what I'm saying? I, I hear working. You know, I'm gonna keep it real. Like, what happened? What happened? you know, when we first started the podcast, you're in it like you're in it now. You know what I mean? But. It's a different thing. Like you making a lot of money. It's a di- you're walking. Am different. I? Am you're I? In Jersey. Yeah, you making. You you're doing. D- you're doing three DJ parties every week. Three. Four or five sometimes. Four, uh, that's an insult. <laughs> so you making money. You walking around. Oh, not even answering. Not even really talking. Who you think you nah, are? I'm chilling. I mean, in Jersey because it's, it's about to get. It's getting cold outside now. So it's the last like week or so to really be able to wear anything like this. So it's all about the money. It's all about the money you're getting. It's, it's coming in decent. It's all right. It's, you know. How you doing though? You good? <laughs> Don't change this. You're not breaking bread. What's up with the money? You getting money. You come outside with me. What's up? Nah. <laughs> Why well, I gotta come outside? Just, I just look so, out. So I'm about to see the money. Just nah, nah, nah. cash up you to some some bread. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Tati Mondays. The team is back. And shout out to Bassy. They came back. Welcome back, you both. You guys look like you had a good time. I don't think Miami was too good to you. You didn't get a tan, but it looked like it was good to you. <laughs> I heard, some, I heard some stories, but we ain't, we ain't gonna talk about it on here. We ain't gonna talk about that. I heard a few stories. These guys had a good time. But I feel good, man. Yeah. Yeah, I feel good. You yeah. know, you know, you know. Like I said, I can eat solid food now. Oh, okay. Today, We're today back. is a day of solid food. I mean, the ESG surgery went well, <clears throat> and you know, I'm down 25 pounds. That's what's up. And I feel good. I can eat solid food now. I'm trying to get down to 210. Then I'm gonna talk shit. I'm gonna take my penis out and violate. Oh, okay. I'm not being honest. All right. I'm gonna be honest. They was cracking jokes. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I'm about two ten, so you be better. Yeah, yeah, I try to get Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Uh, yeah. That's a good time. But everything is good though. It's good time, good. I guess. You ready? Yeah. I just wanna say this. <laughs> Last episode, man, I, I don't know. I listened to it a lot of in, like I gotta talk to you about that. But G Money! Yo. <laughs> episode two, one, zero. Nigga, Nigga we, we made, made it. it. We got a special guest. Hold on, get my man around. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. This, this, okay, this. okay. <laughs> We got a special guest, Legend. Two one zero or two one one. Two one zero. Two one zero. Just chill. All right. Chill, chill. Let me do that. I'll talk to y'all about that later. Heard you. Heard you. We got a special guest, Legend. BX. New York to the heart. New York to the heart. Mm. Got love for auto. That's what he said. That's what he said. TV pioneer. Mm. Cheaters. Mm. Double cheaters. <laughs> the cheater and the host. <laughs> Ronald Broad, my man, my uncle. Uh-huh. Yes. Peter Gunn. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome, man. Yo, man, thanks for that intro. That intro was dope, man. I might have to use that for my intro. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's doing, he doing, he doing, he doing, he doing it. Uh, we had a conversation. He's trying to light up in the studio. <laughs> you cannot smoke in here. He's doing it. I'm holding this by habit. He said he paid his dues, man. He did. Yeah, yeah. so, no, I ain't gonna lie though. But let me ask you a question. We, we we in the middle. I don't want to say where we are, but we in the middle of the city. You know, I we have you. rules in here. I know, I know, I know. And hey, you just want to you, you want us just to go against the rules? No, 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 no. Oh, it's it's like more than the rules. If people don't smoke, I don't like to do that to them. There was a time I didn't smoke, and I didn't want to smell nobody smoke. So I, I'm gonna never. So what year you started smoking? Yo, let me tell you something, man. You know, is my my lawyer was smoking. I never. I don't smoke weed. Mm-hmm. I didn't start drinking until I was 25, but my, my attorney used to always have a cigar with him. And one time I was just hold, just being cool, holding a cigar, holding a cigar. And then I got addicted, man, maybe 10 years ago, and the rest is history. I, I'm an avid cigar smoker now, mm-hmm. Scotch drinker. 
Welcome. I, I'm excited about this. I got a lot of, you know, he. Oh. Come on, man. G Money Day, all them questions. Shit. Oh, well. G Money out here getting the money. How do you I'm all questions like that, G? This is a night. It's a lot. Let me see. Go down. Let me see. That's it. That's it. That's a lot, man. Listen, man. But I want this to. I want this. I never said this. You you said something earlier, and I want I want to put that out there. Did mm. I tell you not to ask me anything? Did I say no? You said we. You said everything is free range. Yeah, yeah bro. I don't everything like free range. You know, whatever. I, don't I appreciate no that. Smoke, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Explain man. why. Explain I explain why. why because some people sit on this couch here and they 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 say that or they feel that in the beginning of the show and they go home like yo flip yo gee we got to take some parts out we can't be talking about this I can't mention this I can't so if you yeah. know that we're gonna ask questions nah, you, gotta, you know what I'm saying this is a podcast or some questions. authors ask you to take the videos down don't put the interview out huh yeah I got I got a few phone calls so. okay. Well, I, listen, I have, I have been I have been tipsy some time and said some things and maybe maybe yeah maybe could we leave that but nah I'm not drunk. Man. Before we let's do that, let's, in, let's introduce mm-hmm. the manager. What's up? You uh, it's my manager, man, Alize Lenny Jones right here. Alize uh-huh. Lenny Jones, I'm for my man. He come in cool. Yeah, man. Like you know my name. I'm so good. What up? What up? What's up? What's up? Good to see you. There's no mic over there, so you can't talk too much, man. But you know, Alize, we, like, we he, like Alize. He definitely, he definitely from. What, what's that school. name from? The drink? <laughs> it's a drink. Yeah, it's the drink. You drink a lot of it? No, I don't drink it. Don't smoke either. Never in his life. So why would they call you that? It's just something from the Stop. Bronx. Stop. Let me answer, man. I hate <laughs> he don't have a fucking mic, man. <laughs> he don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe. How you calling me Alize that don't drink Alize? Easy. It was actually a, a, a female kind of gave me the name. Got it. Okay. Smooth like Alize. That's exactly what it was. Got oh. it. Okay, got it. Let him tell it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just coming into like the, the music game industry. I was working with Karis One back in the days. And I used to see her around. She used to be like, oh, you try to be smooth. You like Alizé. Got it. I was like, oh, mm. I don't run with that. I didn't have like a... You, still, you, give, you, you gave any royalties? Oh yeah, typical. Where you from? Bronx. Typical, typical Bronx, Bronx nigga. Yeah. <laughs> typical Bronx. I, nah, I, think, I ain't gonna lie. I, I ain't gonna lie. The Bronx is. Uh, come on, I'm scared don't of the Bronx. Start, nigga. Bronx is scared of the Bronx. Bronx is scary. Bronx is different. Nah, For right, hold man. on, keep it real. Bronx is a little different. Bronx is scary. Stop acting like the Bronx ain't scary, right, man. Man. And I'm not talking about scared like they scared. It's scary to go there. I know what you mean. Nah, it's not, man. How? Every place got that. Every every borough has that. They every do, borough but has that. Like the Bronx, the Bronx, man. What borough you think is the scariest borough to go to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which borough you think is the scariest yeah. borough to go to? I'm from the Bronx, so I can't say that's home. So I can't say the Bronx. But we don't mean, like I said, we, we're not saying scary in a bad way. We just mean like, yo, you can't just walk through the Bronx and be like, yeah, yeah. you know mean, what I'm saying? It, it'd have to be the Bronx. It'd be the Bronx? It'd have to be the Bronx. Too but, much, yeah. Too much testosterone over there. Number two is Brooklyn, you think? Probably so. Probably so. Mm. But see, Brooklyn is, Brooklyn is, 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 came up so much you know what i mean like brooklyn is is like i went out to brooklyn recently and was couldn't believe some of the things that i was seeing it was so you know it's like what what they call it man gentrified gentrified yeah brooklyn is the fucking is is the is the epitome of that like areas i used to be scared of in brooklyn like you know my aunt lived in brooklyn in brownsville mm-hmm. and bronx and brooklyn was so this is a true story Bronx and Brooklyn was so, we didn't fuck with Brooklyn. Brooklyn didn't fuck with the Bronx. My It goes generations. My pops used to drop my aunt to the bridge when we was kids. She had to take a cab home because she decided to move to Brooklyn. And I, used to, I remember being a little kid like, Dad, why can't we go to Brooklyn? We don't have a passport. You need a passport to go to Brooklyn. He would never take her across the bridge. 
So Bronx and Brooklyn always been that type of, you know, so never had a reason to go to Brooklyn and Brooklyn never had a reason to go to the Bronx. In my adult ages, I started, you know, that shit is stupid to start, you know, shit, we was, Uptown Baby came as a part of me going to the tunnel and niggas yelling out Brooklyn. I was like, nah, we need something. We need some. No, don't rush the don't rush the interview. Okay? No, but I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't yeah. rush. We we'll do our the, job. Come on, you we do lead our the job. way, baby. We, we like to talk, but we do our job. Jigga, get him. Just G. Come on, G. Yes. Oh, don't hype G like that. <laughs> nah, I started like that. <laughs> nah, so uh, you know, um, welcome to the show. Like you said, you know, what I'm saying we, we like to do things and, and go back and get the history first, so we can know who Peter, you know, Peter Guns was before Cheetahs and everything like that. So, born and raised in the Bronx. Yes. Um, you you've been in it your whole whole childhood, whole life. Talk us about uh, about your childhood in the Bronx. Talk to us about that. How how I was growing up in the Bronx and uh, you know that, yeah. that whole spill. Well, growing I grew up in the South Bronx, man. You know, um, I'm 53 years old, so I was there from the beginning of things. And and uh, you know, in the, in the late 70s, I'm I was nine, ten years old. It was it was real bad. Bronx was burned down. Every building on my block was burned down. So all abandoned buildings burned down. And and I grew up in a big family. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all lived in um, this one apartment, <clears throat> and there was times, you know, no lights, had a boil water, that, but there was a crew, was two dudes. It was a guy that lived across the street named Easy AD, and it was a guy that I might lived up the street. His name was uh, Grandmaster Kaz, and they had a crew called the Cold Crush Brothers. Mm-hmm. And I was just, you know, just inspired by what they was doing. Even though we lived in crazy, it was the break dancing, it was the music. And it made you not feel how bad it made. It, you know, things that were bad. We had it rough, but that hip hop made you made made you feel like you. It took you out of the element of how bad it was. It's not till I look back now, pictures that my family might show me mm-hmm. that that make me go, damn, we had it rough. I was a baby boy in the family, so that was also protected by my older brothers and sisters. So growing up with that, I was what most people don't know. I was a musician first, drummer. Play keyboards, guitars. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much a musician first. When I saw the Cold Crush, that changed the direction. I wanted to start rapping and stuff. Mm. Uh, then you know the the '80s came, and uh, music took off, uh, hip hop took off. But I grew up in a situation where most people in those days was getting money. Crack was coming. The crack era came. Was getting money. I grew up on the other side of that. I had three older brothers on crack. I had uh cousins, all the people I looked up to and admired. It ravished my household, drove my mother crazy. So I I wasn't the one that could really go back to the 80s and brag about how we was getting it. Was, it was really a terrible time for me personally, mm. uh, just looking at what happened to my family. But it, it made me, uh, the, the other side of that, you know, pretty much one, uh, all except one brother got it together, but it pretty much uh, stared me away from that's why I was telling y'all earlier. I never really smoked, or drank, or did nothing because right, right. I had <laughs> examples in the house why you shouldn't do that. But um, I started doing other shit. My cousins was from Virginia. They was bringing guns up. I started messing with the guns. Mm. And although my rap name was Pete Lover, and I was in the group called Posse Deep, I was in a group called the Gun Runners. They changed my name to Peter Guns. I got caught with a gun, and you know, so the rest was history. And then I, you know, I had a son on the way early, so felon, high school dropout, son on the way, and that just made me go hard as I could with the music because it was, it's either that or you know, jail or mm-hmm. death because I was, you know, at that point I'm in the streets 
moving guns. But once I got caught with the gun, it was, you know, and they knew what time it was. I had to try to try to really go hard with the music. Hold on. So let's go back a little bit. So you said you was in an apartment in the Bronx. Yeah. Your siblings. Basement apartment. How many siblings you got? It was nine of us, you know, and like every other family, dad had some outside stuff going on. So I had other, you know, things going on. But in inside the house, it was like nine of us in the house. Mm. Nine siblings or nine, yeah. like including my, like who? Nine, nine siblings. Really? Brothers in, and sisters. In yeah. the base, how many rooms? Three. In the Bronx? And he had a boy's room, a girl's room, and mom and dad's room. So, in an apartment. So mom and dad, like they still was together, you know. Even though yeah, dad was yeah, but he was, there. you know, he was doing, you know, like pops was doing his thing. But yeah, what, it was what, all in the house. So, mm-hmm. but how this happened is, um, it's crazy. I never went this deep into the family, but my father's first wife passed away. He already had four. He was like the Brady Bunch almost, and my mother had two sons. Then they got together, and then more kids came, and that's that's how we, that's how I came, that's how I came. Mm. Did. did so what what's the background of mom and what's the background of pops? Mom my mother's and uh my mother was born in Virginia, raised in Harlem. Really? Yeah, my father was was born in Harlem, raised in Virginia for a little while, but then, you know, came to the Bronx. And then he st- he became a a super plumber in the Bronx and and uh, they got together and met, had kids. And are they are they both black fully or yeah. like? Yeah, my mother is. You know, we don't know. She's mixed. You know what I mean? Mm, you you it. wouldn't get it. My mother looks more white than black, but you would never get her to say she was anything other than black. My got father one hundred percent black. You know, just got it. My father's black too. We could trace it back to slavery. We own our own land in Farmville in Buckingham County, Virginia, that we got from slavery. Wow. The the acres and the yeah, the nine acres. So they chopped that up with the family. So me and my sisters and brothers own some land down there because of that in far in uh Buckingham County, Virginia. So you could chase my father's roots all the way back to Africa. My mother, that shit might take you to Germany somewhere or <laughs> Scotland, who knows? But it's both. She's she's mixed, but she's more mother's more white than black. Real Absolutely. quick, last you know, I just something you said that um it was a hard time back then. Yeah. When crack came in, yeah, you witnessed. So you witnessed your brothers in your house being on crack. It's yeah, not just my brothers, man. I don't. I want this to be clear. People I idolize, my cousin, my uh, the, the woman that helped raise me with my mother because my mother had so much going on. Tut, uh, she 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 pretty much raised. I watch I watch it ravish my heroes, ravish my older brothers that I looked up to. So when people have those stories, man. Like, you know, like in the 80s, you know, Jay-Z and everybody got these stories from the 80s and getting it in 88 money and it, it wasn't, I didn't have those, I don't have those memories, bro. Those memories, I had a fucked up situation. Brothers stealing all your shit. No coat to go to school. Food being, not brothers, one in particular. I don't want to put that on all of them. But um, shit just coming up missing. Coats, shoes, all type of shit. Food out the refrigerator. Uh, money, so you know you starving because nigga then stole. You know, so I don't have those memories. But what made me forgive my brother, and it was real recent that I had this conversation with him, is that um, if not for him, I might have been him. I looked at him. I had an example 
of why I should never fuck with nothing. Right there. And so I forgave him because I'm like, yo, bro, if not for you, ain't no telling what the fuck I would do, bro. Everybody was fucking with weed and 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 putting woolies together. And who knows? I might have tried it if I didn't see example, right? In my household, niggas driving my mother up the fucking wall. Damn near killing her. You know what I mean? Niggas coming to the door for their money. <clears throat> one of the um one of my one of my hardest things that, that that happened to me in life was a nigga coming to collect money from my brother to scam my moms. And at that time I was heavy into the guns, chasing this nigga down the street. You know what I mean? Let letting off. So that was those those type of things I will um I always talk about because people only brag about the other side of it. But there was another side where niggas families was ravished from that shit. And I'm 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 from that side. Mm. Yo, so what does that do for you, you know, to you as as a young kid growing up in the Bronx? Like, you know, you, you're still young, you in school, I'm assuming, you know what I'm saying? Like so how'd you go day to day and be able to still function and, you know, go to school and hang out and just be try to be as, as normal as possible? It's uh just around this, man. I had friends, and, and again, this is gonna sound cliche, hip hop, man. Music, right. entertainment, I was, I'm a musician, you know, like, so I would go to school and just go to the music room. I never even, I, I dropped out of high school in 10th grade. Mm. Had a baby on the way by the time I'm in 11th grade. So it was more, it was more about music for me, you know, being popular with the music, and niggas like, I felt like a star in every school I went to. Rapping, performing, being able to do what other people did. If you could play guitar, I could play guitar. I was playing baseball. Whatever sports I played, I was good in that. So I always felt, again, it's hard to explain, mm. but my mind wasn't in, when I look back now, it's like, damn, that was rough. That was fucked up. But it, it, didn't, it didn't affect me, um, luckily. I was so confident, bro. I I was always confident and always felt like something was going to happen. Yeah, so. And I'm not saying like I made it to be some successful shit, even though, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But from where I come come from. Right. No, but I still commend you, though. Like, you know, most most people with the the interview on the show, their stories are, you know, their parents is doing this and that. And they end up going outside, either selling or something. or You know what I mean? Like, you you got the guns and stuff like that, though. But you weren't. I never sold crack. I never sold no crack, cocaine, nothing ever in my life because of I, it was there for me to do. Right. Niggas came to me with packs, guns, yo, Pete, make some money, man. You got a son, man. You got to support. I, watch what it did to my brothers. Right. It never felt right to me. <clears throat> it never, I never could see a nigga moms or brother come to me to cop something that I fuck with. And your moms or your brother, somebody come. I had friends cop my shit from my brothers and bring it back to me. Hmm. You know what I mean? From one of my brothers, or if they stole something out the house, bring it back to me. I never felt comfortable uh, doing that because of what it did to my family. Not that what I did ended up doing. I ended up selling guns. Not that that was any better, but I watched the uh, coke and crack ruin my family, so I refused to ever indulge in selling it or or ever using it. I never did. Um. What's the age difference in your brothers? Uh, How many brothers and sisters, actually? I got five brothers and four sisters. 
one of my brothers passed away. So when I say, you know, it's, I'm counting everything now. Yeah, yeah, you got you. I mean? Just I'm so talking about in the house. I'm, yeah, yeah, so but in the house, yeah. So and what are my you? brothers, my, I'm the oldest boy. My sister, Brooke, is the oldest girl. And we're going to get to Brooke later on. I'm going to tell y'all who Brooke is. I don't want to bring, I don't want to tell you now. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Brooke, is, Brooke is a very important, remind me when, we, when I'm telling mm. When we get to Uptown, baby, and Tariq, remind me to talk about my sister. Got you. But what I'm saying is that because you said that I watch what I do to my brother, so you as the old, you talking about, your, now is it the brothers in the my, house? My, my, the, the closest brother to my age, he might be four or five years older than me, maybe. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I was the baby. And coming up, those were my heroes. You know what I mean? But you know, you said you was the oldest boy. You know that you said it by mistake. No, not me. So you was the youngest boy. I'm the youngest boy. I said, that's what I said. Okay. Sure? 100%. He slipped. He's the oldest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm the youngest boy. Okay. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? My bad. All right, now I'm glad you caught that. I'm, I'm, I'm on you. I'm good, on you. Good, 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 good. So, 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 so. Old timers, nigga. So, <laughs> so, if three of your brothers are on drugs, there's still two of you left, yes? Yeah. So, there was nothing that y'all, because they older, there's nothing you could really do because they're your older brothers. Right. And it drove your mother, like, I, I could imagine what it did, because I hear stories a lot um, about when siblings are on drugs and what happens it makes you resent when it when it when it hurts your family you said you seem like you still got your love is like strong for your family and i also oh, heard man well, i got the dopest family type. even my brothers I, it's only one that still can't seem to pull it together but i'd still kill for him no, that's what i'm saying but what i'm saying is i had a story with him he he did this to my mom because you know sometimes the moms take a lot of times the mom take these things hard when you come to the house and doing things like that and seeing your mom like that it, it made you not want to divulge into that at all. It just made you stay away from yeah, it. Shit, I remember when my brother stole my coat and she went and got me another coat to go to school. And we were on, I'll never forget this. I'm, I forgot how even old I was. And she grabbed me and she said, he started with smoking weed and he was drinking and she was just shaking me in front of the school. Like, don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. You see him? Don't do it. And she broke down everything that he did that got him to the point where he was at. And that shit was enough for me to go, oh, okay. So even when I saw my friends doing what they do, I was like, I ain't fucking with that. That's what, how my brother started. So she, she was like, don't do it. So what happens though, here's, here's two things that happen. Parents feel guilty. They feel like it was their fault. I neglected you somewhere along the line. That's why you did that. That's what the fucked up part about it is. The other thing about it is they... You seem to get away. I was able to get away with shit a normal kid wouldn't get away with. My bar was this low for success with my mom and dad. Oh, he ain't fucking with no drugs. He's just playing baseball and doing music. Fucking, he don't got to go to school. You know, like, not not to that level, but he ain't doing nothing. He just he just like to do music. He just like to play ball, and he like to go out and entertain it. It's okay. You know, they, the bar wasn't set that high because of what was going on in my family, I was able to get away with shit. My older brothers were never got away with, but they start fucking around with the shit. Well, I mean, what was dad position though? You said dad was in it. What 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 was his like? Cause you my know, pops was a, my pops was a hard. He passed away, two thousand six, cancer. He was a hard worker, man. He just worked and provided, and he was in no tolerance, like. My father didn't want niggas in the house if that's what they was doing. But my mother was like, fuck you. This, you know, I'm not letting them go in the streets and they're going to be here. So even though 
it's just, you know, and I want to I wanna make this clear. It's just one brother in particular that was real, you know, rough on, was really strung out and had no, there was no limits to what he would do to get high. You never had to put hands on him? I mean, that's happened. You know, things happen like that before. I understand. But uh, that's also hard. You feel guilty. You know, nigga's not right. And that's your brother at the end of the day. You know so, what I mean? So, but Pops was Pops is strict. So as far as like, because you know, usually super the building, right? Um, yeah. He has a lot of responsibilities coming to the crib. We got people ain't paying rent. He yeah, got to chase that. It's a, you know, it's a lot. Going so then on. when he come in, he's telling your mom he got to. Oh, they had issues. He got to go. They had issues. But mom is saying no. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it, because you got to remember this: this particular son ain't even his son. Ah. Uh, you see what I'm saying? So she ah. I yeah, get it. So, yeah, I got so, you. Look at it's, it. a, it's, a, it's, you know, it's, it's deep, man. It gets deep. real deep. It's very deep. And I don't mind talking about it because people always glorify the other side of it. They need to hear it. They need to hear another side of it. But that do causes problems when you're in a house and the son is not yours and you're trying to discipline him or say something to the mom about him. They usually push back. Because they feel like Facts. it's coming from a different space. Yeah, you can't tell me nothing yeah, about this. Yeah, yeah. And, and even if you mean good, so how do you approach that? Do pops just leave? Now, pops just like, I got work to do. I'm leaving it alone. Or like, he just, like, how do you deal with a situation like that? It's, very, it's a very difficult situation to deal with. <laughs> very <laughs> difficult. Because if mom said he can't, he's stealing and doing all that, right. but he can't go? It's right. So I'm a product of, of of a man accepting a woman with kids. I'm a product of that. If my father didn't take my mother and her sons, I wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Mm. So, but me, those are the reasons that it's hard to deal with a woman with kids. And that's fucked up coming from a nigga with the amount of kids I got. Because you got to deal with the, that type of shit. The father, the, you know, you almost, uh, those things are things you have to think about when you deal with a woman with kids. Like, what's your relationship with the father? And what's your relationship with, uh, is he cool? Is he going to be all right? Because that shit could go all the way left. But in my particular situation, my father was a father to all of us, man. Mm, there was no, I never felt no. They may have a different vibe on what they, you know, I can only speak for myself and what I seen. He was the same with all of us. My brother had a problem in school. He was there, even though that that's my dad. You know what I mean? So we all, we, it, it, was, it was just a weird thing. But. As fucked up as I'm, this shit might sound, as dark as it might sound, y'all, we had some really good times coming up, though. It was like a house. Everybody wanted to be at our crib, even though our crib wasn't the sexiest. It wasn't the, the, the most beautiful. All the cousins, all the friends, can I spend a night? Can we be there? It was, you know, we had fun. It wasn't a dark house. It wasn't, this shit sound dark. <laughs> and it was dark moments. But we was, we was, it was a, it was a, uh, something I wouldn't change. And we are very, I have a very tight knit family. I'm just keeping it real on this, on the other side of shit. You know what I mean? It was a dark side to the shit too. What, 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 um, what school did you go to? I went to James Monroe in the Bronx system. It was a fucked up school, but it was the, um, it was a school that, you know, you get a zone school. So you try to get in the school you want to get in. I tried out for music and arts because I was able to dance and play instruments and I and they didn't accept me because of my attendance. They said the talent is there, but his attendance is also they put me in my zone school, which is James Monroe, which is called the dropout factory. 
That was the nickname of the school in the Bronx. It probably has the highest dropout rate in the nation. Mm. I'm from the poorest county in the nation. If you look at if you look at the area, I'm from 10460. It was bad. If you go back to the 70s, you see Jimmy Carter in our neighborhood. And he can't believe he's in, in America. Like, how could this be New York City? And, it's, and it's, he's standing in rubble and banded buildings and shit. You mm. could look that up and show that while I'm talking. Uh, 1977, I think it was, or 78, Jimmy Carter, a president, came to the Bronx and couldn't believe what he saw. And where he's standing is where I'm from. Jimmy Carter in the Bronx, correct? Yeah. Hmm. And 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 did you did you did you have um, in school when you when you went to school? Did you have issues? Never. Okay. I was a, first off. I was like a, again loud personality performing. Uh, people knew who I was. I was popular in school, and then I had old, again. I had older brothers. My my family wasn't always, you know what I mean. I had older brothers and you know and and friends. I came from a different a certain neighborhood that I had friends that was nothing was gonna never happen to me. You know what I mean? There was there was a you know how you got that ball player that you feel got it. Mm-hmm. We gotta protect him. We can't let him do this and that. He, could. I felt that way about. I felt like my friends felt that way about me. Mm. He got something, and this nigga could potentially be something. So we not gonna let him. Yeah. So. So and then, at at at. So it's music now. Like what? When you, you saw some of the guys. It was that, always music. Always at what age? You can't be old. Even through music. all that, shit. Five years old. I had a drum set. Playing drums in the house, playing instruments in the house. My father would buy me instruments because I was, this is gonna sound crazy to y'all, but I was infatuated with Prince. Why mm. sound crazy? Before every, because this is before everybody even knew who Prince was. People didn't start knowing Prince until 1999, Purple Rain. I already saw this kid on uh, Channel 13 playing different instruments, and I was like, who's that? And it was, in those days, my pops was like, my pops was a man, man. Who is this fucking dude that Peter's trying to emulate? <laughs> <laughs> Who the motherfucker Peter's trying to emulate? You know what I mean? But I was more, I, I ignored what he was looking like and how he was, his mannerisms. Right, right. I was all the way infatuated with this you dude plays the shit out of this guitar, you saw the drums and everything. So I started emulating him. But you got to the point where you get to the era of crack. And my brother stole my guitar and stole my instrument. So, you know, oh. rap music was what it was going to be. So whatever I was going to do musically, what I could have done musically, I feel, and I could be wrong, what I could have done musically, where I would be as a musician would be, I would be a different level musician. I still play. But I would be a different level musician if I had my, my father wasn't going to keep buying me instruments from my brother still and shit. So mm. I just focused on, on hip hop at that point. I did see a video of you on YouTube playing playing the drums in some club. Um, shout out my boy uh, King King and D. Yes, indeed. Yeah, y'all was out at some spot and he, he, yeah, he was yeah. playing drums and all that. I dibble and dabble <laughs> on a few joints, but yeah. So, so yeah. So those so those those are the things that um, those are the things you think back in time. But again, if not for my brother and them being my my this particular brother being an example, who knows what I'd be? I could I it could have went a different way for me too. Right, right. I idolized a lot of people that was drug addicts. I idolized Jimi Hendrix. Mm. 
I idolize a lot of rappers. I don't want to put them out there. I, some of the people that's my heroes today, they were smoking crack and smoking woolies and shit, even when I met them. Mm. So, yeah. So it's one of How those. How you know? Huh? I saw it. Oh, uh, come on. You saw them smoke woolers in front of you? They, you saw them I saw them sniff cocaine and shit and everything. Listen, yo, Flip, I'm from a certain age. Go back and listen to the hip hop. When they, at one time, that shit was sexy. Now you look at that shit as like, ew, niggas. It was a time when niggas say, blow, blow, and more blow, and more blow. I like blow. I say, blow, blow, blow. So mm. if you were a kid and you idolize a nigga that's glorifying something, mm. like that's the cocaine was sexy. That's you had from, money that, if that, you that, had that, that, uh, That's different from crack though. You say niggas smoking crack. No, but you take that motherfucking cocaine, you put it in a cigarette or on your weed. What's the difference from smoking crack? Woolers. Mm. So I, niggas <laughs> was doing that. Crazy. But I'm just trying to tell you that. That's that's just. That's I think just and I think you meant Ronald Reagan went to the Bronx, not Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter, baby. It was Jimmy Carter in the set. I see 1980. Ronald Reagan went there. But you talking about the 70s? Go back you to said. Jimmy Carter. Just yeah, put Jimmy Carter yeah. Bronx. All right, I'm just, just slow down. Okay, don't don't try to tell so, me about the so Bronx. So from from you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's okay. Talk to niggas about the Bronx, man. I'm just fucking with you, <laughs> Jimmy yeah. Carter though. So from the Bronx, you said you know your your brother stole your instruments, things like that. Um, so you went to hip hop. Yeah, at some hip, point, some point, but you went the hip hop route, and and you were you know uh, you were around basically when hip hop started. Yeah, and they they say it started from the Bronx, Bronx allegedly. I don't know about a legend. <laughs> hip hop. Why is not a legend? Break dancing, graffiti, hip hop. Where? Come on. Who? Who? Come you, on. Come where it started at? Queens. I'm wait. I'm waiting. Where it started? Jamaica. Come on. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm waiting, nigga. Jamaica the island. I'm asking you where to start. I, I'm not gonna have a because you know more about hip hop than me. I so don't you, listen. There's people. Yes, you do. You try to bait me into a conversation. <laughs> I'm not falling for your trick. You just said somebody said allegedly. Allegedly. Did, yeah, so I'm me. asking you where it started. Then no, if I'm just. I'm just throwing it out there because they said you know the yeah. Bronx is where hip hop started. It wasn't for the Bronx. Right. We don't know that. We don't have the facts on that. How we don't? Who's the facts? Who's uh, debating? The, you gotta. If you're gonna say that, you gotta bring up the. I'm just saying. Well, nah, where did it start then? As far as far as I know, hip hop started in the Bronx, 1974. No, listen. 74 is when it started. No, 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 no. Even if you just go with the whole culture of hip hop, niggas just try to take it from us. Look at the Bronx in those days. No, no disrespect. Who? What started where? What you mean? Who's going? Where did break dancing started? I don't know. In the clubs. No, outside. No, I'm playing. Outside. Graffiti. The graffiti was outside. Electric boogie. Yes, where, but all was that, that, where was, was that in the Bronx? Yeah. You can say that you have, they have documentation that it actually started in the Bronx. Whoever debated that. Like, I'm waiting for it. So when people they say. They started talking about it recently. Who? I heard it. That's what, it was a conversation recently. Listen, with Fat so Jones, this, 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 this the argument you're going to get. And just, just go with this, right? Mm -hmm. Follow me on this. If I say. Oh my God, Prince is an innovator. I love Prince. Prince started this and this and that. You gonna have a nigga come say, oh no, Prince got that from James Brown. Of course you're gonna be able to say, oh, I heard a nigga rapping in 1960, 1953, 1940, they had a nigga rap. You see that video with the nigga rapping? With, with the, 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 the group of guys, right? Right. That's, That's not hip hop, man. We talking about hip hop the way it is. Mm. We talking about the way it is, the whole thing of hip hop. We gonna always niggas always Michael Jackson got it from James Brown and printing them. We it comes it, you get inspired from something you take it to another level. Right, right, of course. So 
All I'm saying is you're going to always have a nigga say, no, we was already playing. A nigga was already spinning records out here and doing this and that. Nigga was playing disco records, my nigga. Mm. Who took the fucking microphone, plugged mm. it in, and started rhyming with the <laughs> echo chamber? Facts. Show me the nigga. Show me a rapper that didn't look up the Grandmaster Cast that you idolize. So at some point, we got to stop that, man. You know, listen. Brooklyn and Queens and all these different boroughs got the biggest rappers in the world. Why niggas trying to come take the, where, where, where the birthplace? Why why trying to take that from us? Just 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 thank us and keep it pushing for all that money and all this. Culture. You too, Flip. What is this money you getting? This is hip hop culture. From, I mean, thank I, the Bronx, I mean, man. Don't, I don't mean, say I, allegedly. Nah, he said thank us, man, he and said, keep he it said, pushing. He said allegedly, um, but when you say things like when you say things like that, we started it right. When you say these things, you got to be some type of proof because. That's what, like that's like Christopher Columbus saying that he he found somewhere when there was niggas oh, living no, there. That's um, not a fair example. That's not it's, a fair. It's not example. a fair, but I'm saying that's not a fair. <laughs> I'm just looking at my ideology. That, that nigga here is just used the worst example. Nah, because <laughs> you good with your word, but you know what I'm saying, Uncle? Don't do me like that. No, that's a, that's terrible what you just did. What I'm saying is that he thought he discovered somewhere when there were people already there. All right, so then you show me the people that was in the Bronx already, or the people that was in Queens or Brooklyn somewhere else that was doing it already. And then you got to. I point. can't show you. I don't. You're right. You can't. You're right. So you should right say that. So all I'm saying is this right here. <laughs> you should say you don't play about. We that. get nah, cause we get this. I get this everywhere I go. Okay. I even I was the only one to show up to. So let me keep it all the way funky with you. Let's go. I get people that come at me about Herc all the time. Herc is my big bro. I love him to death. Oh, guns! If he he didn't he wasn't the first. You know what DJ I mean? DJ Cool Herc for those who right. So people mm-hmm. a lot of fuck fuck with me about that a lot. What about Flash? Mm-hmm. Regardless of what niggas say about Ben Bada, what about Ben Bada? I listen. I know. I flip. I know. Like, <laughs> listen. I don't give a fuck, nigga. I'm with you on that shit. We can have that conversation whenever you're ready. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with shit. R. Kelly did, but we all gonna. We are you gonna take away from him being one of the fucking most prolific songwriters ever? I don't agree with the shit he did. That's disgusting. So, but at the same time, I think Ben Bada. Sorry. Is responsible for some of the fucking. Mm-hmm. It, it, regardless, man, you know, I, I'll give you an example, man. My uncle was a another drug addict, bad drug addict. The nigga that had to come to school and talk to my teachers for me. My mother sent him to school. But he was the smartest person I ever met. And he talked to me, and if I didn't listen to him, half the things he told me was right. If I didn't listen to him, because I didn't look, he used to tell me, ignore the source, but absorb the content. I know I'm not the source that you look at, but absorb this content that I'm giving you. And nine out of ten times, he was right. Mm. So there's certain people that even though they might not be the person that I want to get a credit to, got to give it to them. But what do people say to you about Cool Herc? As you say, you say the same thing? Uh, People come to me and say, yo, you know Herc got it from, he was carrying records for this nigga out here in Brooklyn. And he was doing this before that. But there, there comes a time where you get inspired from something, right? And you take that shit next level. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's what it is. So they said it started back in 1973, right? And when, when hosted the block say, party. Yeah. Now, see, I can't. At 1973, I was two, three, three years old. I'm just saying that's what mm-hmm. they said when you look it up. The birth of hip hop in the Bronx. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, yeah, but I believe it's before that. I believe even before that, niggas was rhyming and doing shit. You okay. know what I mean? I don't have proof of that. I wasn't there for that. But all I'm saying is. To discount where it started from, you I really got to go and show me proof of something. Right, right. People go, I don't allegedly this and that. Then show me, then show me the other side of it. I was trolling you. I was trolling. Because niggas, niggas will get on there and play some. 
They got niggas is in Brooklyn and different places playing disco records. Mm. That's a fact. You know, big speakers. That shit was coming from Jamaica and this and that. But I'm talking about when a nigga put the motherfucking joint on and that break beat came on and the nigga got on there and started rhyming. Mm. Where did that start at? And listen, if I'm wrong, show me I'm wrong. Nah, I was, I was trolling you. And then I mean, start doing listen, them routines and shit. You know what I mean? I, I was trolling. As, as far as my uh, recollection goes, at Bronx, which 73, 74, Cool Herc. Yeah, yeah. That's my first memory I know about hip hop. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know but what I, listen, I, again, I'm open to to a debate with somebody that really got that one to go and say, yo, well, nah, you, nigga, you, I got... You know about hip hop, man. You know about it, man. Stop. Nobody gonna debate you, man. Stop. I was there. <laughs> I've been fighting niggas no, to debate, they gonna lose. Listen, with <laughs> you guys... That's rhetorical. Let's have a no, debate. No, 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 no. You know, man, flip. history, stop, bro. Flip, with you, I could do that. When I'm saying it might oh, be a... <laughs> no, when I'm saying it might be a nigga sitting over there that's 62 years old to go, Gunji wasn't there when such and such... And, you know what I mean? Got it. Okay, I see what you So saying. I could I could have this debate with y'all and, and look like the man, but if I got somebody that's sitting over there in their sixties that go, no, nigga, we was already doing that out in fucking um Brooklyn or in Queens or in, you know, I then I then I don't have no argument because they was they was there. But I just say, as far as I know, nigga, the pen, the pad, the 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 fucking spinning on the boxes, the graffiti, mm. until they show me different, that's where it fucking started at. I'm gonna ask a question now. You said we could talk about this, so you know I don't want you to get nervous. Never, nigga. Damn, Uncle, relax. All right, shout out to the Bronx. I'm about see, to light my shit up. Bronx, 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 Bronx. Now you got me tight. Bronx, exactly. You can play with that. You saw his face. Your face turned red for what? Cause niggas be debating me on. I went to a whole thing with Queens. Queens niggas. My shout out to my man Hassan, man. He did a whole documentary on that, What's and I was the only nigga from the Bronx in the movie theater. Highlight, that's my brother from Queens. But he got a whole documentary debating exactly what we're talking about. Hmm. See, and we talk so about it all day. Him? I did, me and him went at it. <laughs> he my older, he older than me, so he always like, Guns, you wasn't there. I was, no, nigga, you playing disco records. I'm talking about the break beats when niggas start rhyming, breaking, mm -hmm. and fucking electric boogie. Where did it start? So, but then they derived from the disco records? Yeah, but that's like saying. Oh, oh, we got him, we got him, G. We got him. <laughs> no, we got you. Got Good you. luck with that. We got. See, you can't do that. Um, now that's biasness. <laughs> Didn't it derive from disco? No. You just said yes. No, I said niggas was playing disco records. No, how were they rapping on? How were they? Nobody was rapping on no fucking. Disco what were they saying? They were shouting niggas out. <laughs> we got DJ such and such in the house. Rock the body, rock. And come on, nigga. I'm talking about when a nigga got on the mic and started putting them words out there. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Nigga, <laughs> 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 oh, they were doing that. <laughs> talking. Niggas was just talking. He really serious. He don't play about it. I'm a, Y'all not taking here. that from the Bronx. I refuse. <laughs> Say no more. We ain't gonna from the Bronx. But let me ask you a question real quick. Though. Yeah, go ahead. You brought up African Vambada. Oh shit. You said let's, mm. you said you could talk about it. You should never said that. You should never fuck. Me. Let's go, man. I'm not. I'll tell you. I'm you you no brought smoke. up African Vambada. Yeah. Now, now I'm gonna ask you an honest question. Back in the days, what we heard now from Hassan Campbell, B Stinger, these individuals that talk about it that that suffered from this man that they said right. Back in the days, was the, was the rumor about him, was this known back in the days? Was it known at the time, honestly? Yeah. You could say, really? I went to James Monroe High School. I just told y'all that. I was, that's like next to Bronx River, the projects. It was always rumored 
just to be honest, man, you know, I'm, I'm shit. I'm, you know, I love, I love the Bronx, but I got just if we keep in the hundred, keep a hundred. Yeah, but the, the first the rumors was that is that he was gay. That was the rumors, and then somebody came and started talking about the other stuff, and it wasn't until um I was in Bronx River one day with my man Bryant. My people over there, man, I don't want to just throw niggas' names out there and put them in the situation. But I was with my mans and them out there, and uh, they said some real crude shit. And I was like, they from there. They from him. And that's what it made me go, oh, there might be some validity to this, you know? And uh, the last time I saw a band, man, I was in the state building. I, was, I went to visit Minister Farrakhan. And Bam was waiting. He was outside getting ready to see the minister, too. And it was like a week after that, that shit hit the daily newspapers that people was coming out with that. So now nah, the rumors was out there. I'm talking about back in the days, not yeah. like two, because it came out 2016 when the Rolling Stones. I was hearing the shit, man. Like, yeah, I was hearing well, yeah. stuff. Well, yeah. You never, I never, you know, just to be honest with you, I hate to say it, man. You guilty of your heroes ignoring shit about your heroes. You know mm. what I mean? Get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? I was guilty of that. So even if you heard it, you ignored it. I just, it was rumors. And to me, like, nigga, I said, nigga, I don't get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Well, you said you was hearing this in high school. You said you yeah. went to I heard, I heard some And nobody, nobody thought to... Why do you think, and I want you to be honest, like, why did nobody not do anything? Like, even up to this day, he hasn't been... I mean, he's been sued, but hasn't been charged. Why do you think nobody has done anything? Because, you know, it's a, it's a difficult thing, man. Like, you know, like, when I look at some of these guys that, you know, people that's coming out, people like, look, you, that's a hard thing to admit, bro. Some of these niggas ain't admit till they was adults. So it's a rumor until somebody come out straight up and say it. You know, if one person say, yo, I'm telling you this what's going on, or I seen this, I seen that, and the person that they blame and say that's not true, what you going to go with? At that point, it's just a rumor. He said that didn't happen. So at, it's not until these dudes became adults that they came out and said that 100% that was a fact. I've never seen anything. Mm -hmm. I've, never, I've never witnessed anything. I just heard shit. You know what I mean? So if we, if we going off of what I've heard, I could only go, yo, bro, that's a fucking crazy thing to say if you don't know that for a fact. You asked me if I heard that before. Yeah, I heard that before. I was never, this, was never this, heard There was never no proof. Nobody ever told me it happened to them or nothing like that. I mean, people talk about it now online. Y'all aware of that, but you talking about at that time, nobody... At that came. particular time. Yeah. The, the, That's a hard thing for somebody, somebody to, to admit, admit bro. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Was the Zulu Nation that powerful in the Bronx at that time, though? Fuck you, yeah. you hear about, you know, when Hassan yeah. Campbell talked about it, he says how powerful yeah. the Zulu Nation was, how much weight they held. It's, Facts. So you give, you say that, like, yo, they, they were... They really was just deep. It was a lot of them, and it was powerful, and even just in the music business, it was well-respected. Mm. Um, I never... Damn, this is going to sound fucked up. I loved the togetherness of the Zulu Nation. Loved it. Loved it, but I never wanted to be down with the Zulu Nation. Why? I don't know, man. It wasn't because of that, because, again, I don't... I just never wanted to be... If, uh, in some aspects, musically, I love the brotherhood, but then it became a. It, it, it's. I don't cult? Know, not a cult. Nah, definitely not a cult. Okay, shit. Okay. There were some people that took the shit. It became almost like a badge of honor gang. Like, I'm down with Zulu. You know what I mean? Zulu Nation became like a. And I didn't like that shit. 
I like when it was just together, black shit, you know what I mean? But when it became almost like a like like in some aspects like that. And not that they took it there. It was just certain people that would get down with it and then fall under the umbrella like, yo, I'm Zulu, I'm such and such, I'm under, you know, and that, that part of it, I didn't like that part of it. Let me ask you one last question about this and I'll move on. Do you feel like um, people, do you feel like even if this is true, we cannot, because you did say earlier, we cannot take what African Bimbada did for hip-hop. Right, like so. So, do we put this in the cat? Because like people with R. Kelly, right? They say, right. "Well, R. Kelly music was great, but as a human being, he's a piece of shit." Right. With Bambada, is it the same thing? Like you know, Bambada put so much work in for hip hop culture. That him as a person, he's a piece of shit. Or can we equate everything and say, "Nah, he violated. He used his movement to lower young young men allegedly." And take advantage. Do we equate? Do we put all that on him, or we have to separate it as well? Yeah, I don't know that. Let's go as far as say he used that to do that. I mean, shit, nah, it'd be hard fest to say he did. You know what I mean? But I, I'll say this right Straight. here: you got to give credit where credit is due. No, it don't feel good. You know what I mean? Straight. So, I'm from the Bronx. He's a legend. He's a hero. It's hard to look at him like the same, bro. It's like it's hard to even give him that. You know what I mean? But truth is truth. If they say the party's over on that side, you had to dress up and put on shoes and do that. But if you went to Bambada's side, you can come in as you was with your goddamn shoes, break dance, however you was, hip hop. I, I look at the legends that I look up to. The Grandmaster Kaz is who I named my son after. Kaz. And I, I analyze because the Cold Crush is solely responsible for me rapping. I listen to them, and pretty much they give the credit to the Flash and, 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 and the Flashes and the uh, and Bambada and them. So yeah, it's it's one of those things, man. You know, I, it's really it's it, flip, man. It's a hard thing to give credit. I can to. tell though, uncle, you a hip hop guy. I can see yeah. how much you love hip hop, and I can see that. I, I can, I'm looking at you, and I can see like. You don't, you don't like like somebody. Be, all right, so here's the deal: somebody that potentially harm a kid or a boy or a girl, any child, it's hard to get them any kind of love and credit, man. It's hard, but you got to. You know, so somebody said R. Kelly would never lose in a versus. It's true, mm. but it's hard. You know what I mean? When they said you still listen to R. Kelly, it's hard not to. Cause he made so many dope songs, but when I listen to it, I, is there some guilt listening to it? You know what I mean? But there's also the human side of things, the human in me. There's people that might go, yo, I don't like the way Peter Guns treated those girls and what he did on TV. It's hard to look at him the same. The only thing I give that to is this is all adults. There was no, I don't like being compared to shit like that because there's all consensual adults and we all adults and we, you know. I understand. Um, very hard to talk about, bro. But I, I don't. I again, see, I don't duck no smoke. I, I don't, can see it in your, I can see. Yeah. It. I, we're, we're looking at you, and your energy shifts yeah. up and down. Cause like you're thinking, because you don't want to offend anybody, neither. No, and fuck you, that. If you did that, you should be offended. Yeah, it's just that the the problem. Not him. With, I'm talking about the people. Like, cause you know, some people are like, damn, the OG giving him credit, knowing that he did this. So, but I see you like, I don't know. I don't know if because of a friendship with him. I don't. I, I don't know. Cause like you thinking a lot, huh? We're not friends. Respect. I know I'm like that. 
You just you just respect what he did for yeah, the coach. He's older than me, so I might have seen Ben Bala twice in my life. Respect. So don't get that fucked up. It's just one of those things where you give respect where respect is due. You know what I mean? It's, you can't take certain things from niggas, man. You just mm. you just can't do it. He he's he did what he did. You know what I mean? But it's it's also again, man. I, I, it's hard to I don't you know I might not be articulating this properly. But you feel bad giving a nigga that would do some crazy shit credit. You know what I mean? It's 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 one of those things. And I got I catch it from both sides. I get I catch it from the older hip hop community that, that that gets mad when I talk about it and say, you should just say, you should say don't ask me nothing about that, rather than speak on it. And then the flip side of that, you should have said more. But I don't if anybody know me and watch me from all my life, I don't have a, a edit button. I say what the fuck it is, and that's why even on you see how I roll, my stories has always been real. Hate me or love me, my shit was real. There was no, there was nobody telling me what I could say and what I could do. I did what I wanted to do. So they, I, when I came in and tried to ask me, I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer. And again, very very important piece of hip hop. Whether you want to give him the credit or not, I'm here to tell you he was extremely important. May not want to give him that credit, but it's the truth. Got it. Hmm. So, moving forward, you know, um, <laughs> hip hop. You're young. You're coming up. You, you know, um, what's next for Peter Guns now at this age? You in the Bronx? Yeah. Um, when in the, when does the music come into play? When does the guns come into play? Like, what's next? So, so right now I'm doing the album with CL Smooth. Not right uh, now, couple. right now. I'm talking about we are going we going back to oh, the Oh, you you stay yeah, back. We're oh, still, I still you, time I like, we yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> we still we still go to town. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. So, so you high school, high school. You said you dropped out. Um, dropped out, man. But I was in all the talent shows, playing instruments, doing mm. print songs, Michael Jackson, uh, right. just playing drums, showing off. Everything I did was for girls. Makes sense. It wasn't about, you know, it was nothing about. Of course. It was no, it was nothing, it wasn't about money for me or nothing. It was all about impressing girls, all about the girls. I wanted to be the most popular and get the girls. That was it. Mm. So, yeah, it was, it was all entertainment. Anybody that you know to go back with me say he was always writing rhymes, always dancing, making music. All That's anybody you ask in my life to say he was always into that. He, this is what he was destined to do. So why you drop out of school? Um, I don't know, man. I wasn't focused. Mm. The school was terrible. I wasn't focused. It was a, it was a, it was the worst. Like when I'm, when I meet people that graduated from Monroe back then, I'm like, God damn, man, you the man. How'd you do it? But they, how your household had, everything had to be on point. Um, you say you had a kid on the way too. At, Corey at was point. on his way. I had a baby on the way. Shout out to Corey Guns. Yeah, so dropped out of school, and at that point, just started trying to, you know, figure it out in life. Hold on, and hold Corey's on. mom's. Okay, yeah, yeah, there mm. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I wanted to know, because you don't really talk about Corey's moms. Corey's moms. You don't really talk about Corey's moms. She, she, and I want to know why. She left when he was pretty, like, she was going through, you know, I, I don't really like to put too much out oh, there. Oh, so it's, it's, it's more personal. Uh, we raised, I raised Corey, me and my mother. Got it. Corey's okay, moms, so that's that's why you don't talk about his moms. Yeah, because I, I I was thinking that's why I said, G, let me get him because I was I always wanted. I said, and I'm looking. I said, yeah, Pete, OG, don't talk about Corey's moms. We raised Corey, me and Got my it. mother. Is it a soft spot? Because it'd be a soft spot for him as well. Like you just respecting. 
Like, oh, it's just there's something that you don't really want to I used to be hard on his mother. Oh, you did? But, um, you know, it, things happen, man. You young, you have kids, you have your own issues, and you just, you know, here comes a, here comes a baby. I, it's hard to blame her. Like, you get older and you look in hindsight and be like, damn, I can see why, how that happened. But when you, for years, it's like, damn, how could you not be there and, and take your kid and be with your kid? So, nah, I don't, it's... Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna flip chill. All right. I'm... Me and my mother raised Corey. Got it. Corey's Real mom. Quick. She was she was there at first, but then she wasn't there, and then she came back, but then she left. It was. Did you push her away? Um, did you take any responsibility for that? Can you say yo? Did you? Did you? After a while, because if you if you come if you come in this life, and then you disappear again, that's not healthy for him. If you come and you and you want to take him, and then you just you come and you go. So no, just let them be. Stability is very important. Mm -hmm. Having your kid all over the place ain't healthy. So yeah, you know. So yeah, me and my mother raised Corey. Yeah. My family, we all raised Corey. Corey is, you know, Corey. I had to be a mother and father. That was that was the thing. My mother was like, "He's gonna stay here, but you gonna take him to all the doctor's appointments. You gonna, he got to go with you." So when I had to play base, went to play baseball. It was my time to bat up. I had to get somebody watching while I batted up because I was only 17, 18 years old. Uh, when he had doctor's appointments, I had to take him, which was crazy because at 18, I looked like I was 10. So I'll be there and Corey be crying and they'd be like, where's you guys' moms? I'm like, this is uh, my son. His mom's in here and shit like that. So it was it was crazy. Was but it hard? I had to be a mother and a father at, some po at one point until my mom fully stepped in because I started going hard with the music and stuff like that. Was that hard raising him? Was it hard raising him at a young, at a young age? Like yeah. having a mom there and yeah. was it hard for you? It was hard in terms of not really being able to do what kids do to do what you should be doing as a teenager, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But it was also beautiful because he was a star. Yeah, facts. Like around my friends and shit, nobody had kids. It was like a little, you know, we, yo, we got a, we got a whole baby around us, you know what I mean? So it was like, it was a little fun for us too. And then Corey had rhythm. This is a true story. Corey had rhythm at such a little, like four years old, five years old. If you put a beat on, he was bopping to the beat on beat. And if you stop it, we used to get, we used to make fun of that shit. Like you could stop this shit or slow it down and he would find the beat. So Corey was already, you know, he was, in the zone, everybody's like, only your son would have that type of fucking rhythm. You know what I mean? Because I was a drummer. And, um, but everything you did, and that's why I tell fathers, man, like, don't be the black father to say, don't be like me. Set an example. Did, did, last question about that. Did, did uh, raising him alone, did it make you have any resentment because you had to raise him alone? You said you, I was hard on his mother. Did that build any resentment in your later years or how you approach situations with women due to the fact that your first experience with your, with your son's mother went that direction? Did it cause any resentment or any different outlook nah. at a certain point in your life before you got older and, and mature? No. But at one point? No. No, not at all? Not at all. Come on, I don't, okay. Yeah, so, so what people do a lot of times is like, so you might go back and say, oh, this nigga was on was on, uh, I, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a good example, right? Mm -hmm. When I was on, uh, I did an interview where I told a story about the older women they used to fuck with when I was a kid. People took that and said, 
That's why he hates women. And that's why he do what he do with women, because that woman that used to do shit to him when he was a kid. That, nah, I knew better. You know what I mean? What I was doing, what I was doing to with with these women, I knew better. So I'm a, I would never let that be an excuse. That's a, that niggas fall back on that as excuses. That's not an excuse. So no, my son, mom's uh, leaving it had nothing to do with how I treat women. That's 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 just me just just not being right, man. You know, you get to a certain age where you know better. Ain't no way in fucking hell I'm going to be 40-something years old blaming some shit that happened when I was 17. Never. You know, but I know better. And I respect that. You took accountability. Absolutely. In society, while growing up, a lot of things tend to linger in our minds. Now, it's good that you take accountability. It's good that you take accountability. You, ha you earn my respect. Okay, you want to take accountability. No. Oh, Peter Guns, he no. looks so good. Look at him being there. But at the same time, psychologically, at 18 years old, I'll tell you, you had to happened. raise a son by yourself. I'll tell you psychologically what happened. Well, um, I'll give you the psychologically. You want it? I want it. That was normal growing up. My pops, my uncles, my man's wife, everybody had multiple women doing it. Everybody had multiple women. Everybody was doing it. It was normal. That's the psychological part of it. It wasn't until you put the shit on TV that it becomes that. It's still normal, bro. I walk down the street, niggas like, Creep Squad. Yo, I got the same shit. I had to turn the TV. I was watching with my wife, and she was like, same shit you did. The shit is only people get to look at me on TV and point me out as the villain, but niggas got the same shit going on. It's more of that than it's not. So it's how we grew up. It's still going on. It's what I was raised at. It's not Corey's mother. It's not nobody doing nothing to me as a kid. The shit was normal growing up. All of us, if you have a certain age, and even now, you know goddamn well your uncles, your 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 brothers, your everybody had multiple women. It's a fact. So no, that's the psychological part of it. Nothing that happened to me as a kid. The shit was normal fucking activity in the neighborhood. Pops had different women. Uncles had different women. Brothers, niggas was moving like that. And guess who what? The nigga with the most women was the man. And guess what I wanted to be? The motherfucking man. And that stayed with me. And it, and I hate to say it, you still to this day, if you got bad, much of bad joints, you that nigga. No? I'm not saying this right. I'm not justifying it. But let's not make the shit out to be like some fucking mental shit. That's what the fuck it is. So you don't like when people put things equated with mental Fuck shit. no, man. Because you get to a certain age where you know better, my nigga. Like, come on. Don't. Don't say, yo, you know, like, that. a lot of that guilt my mother got to live with. Oh, when I was younger, this happened in my... No, nigga, don't, do you put that shit on your parents and say, yo, it's because that's even... I've had mad people analyze that shit. I had therapists say, yo, you know what, this stems from this. And I'm not going to deny that your childhood don't fuck with you as an adult. Things that happen to you a certain ways you are don't stem from childhood. But you can't go blaming everything on that, nigga. You know better. You a grown man. You know goddamn well when you signed up to do Love and Hip Hop and put your kid's mother on there and, and had a baby with them, had a baby with that one and dating them, that shit wasn't right. And you're going to go blame that shit on some shit that happened to you when you was a child? No, nigga. You knew better. So, no, I will not respect do that. And I respect that. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I'm saying mm. that. <laughs> that was that was real. That was from the heart. You're talking, yeah, you're talking. That's what I do. Accountability. I mean, Accountability. So, move forward. You dropped out of school. Now you you went hard. You started going hard with the hip hop. Right. Right. And you're going hard with it. When do you meet Lord Tariq? My sister Brooke. Mm. But what age, real quick? Ah, uh, 
21, 20. Okay, I don't remember. Let's talk about that. Eight, 19. I don't shit. She came to me. I formed this group. We formed this group called the Gun Runners. It was like seven, eight of us. I don't want to go down the list of names they're going to kill forgot, me. You Triple forgot. X, JD, all y'all. Shout out to Rolly. Shout out to Destruction. Shout out to Boogie Daddy. Rest in peace. <laughs> Scratch. <laughs> I have to because they say, yo, you always talk about the gun runners, but you never mention us, man. But anyway, I had this crew called the gun runners. And um, my sister came home one day and said, my boyfriend raps. He heard y'all. He was like, yo, I want to I wanna fuck with your brother and them niggas. Like, oh, yeah, I like what they doing, whatever. Wow. So, ah, we already got eight niggas. We was Wu-Tang before Wu-Tang. We had that plan. We all going to do this project, put it out, look it up. Gun Runners, Swiss Beats, the locks will tell you. They they was heavy on the Gun Runners. Um, we uh got too many niggas, sis. Sorry. Where you from? It's from Soundview. My aunt's from Soundview. Aunt Margaret. I'm like, all right. I'm from 174 Vice Avenue. He was coming over to see my sister. He was in the house one day, and uh, he spit for me. And he was just nicer than he was nicer than everybody in the gun runners. I was like, "Nigga, you in? Hmm. This nigga's nice." And I took him down. They heard him, and the rest was history. Lord Tariq was there. So then um, the crew dismantled for different reasons, niggas, you know, some niggas, we, things didn't happen, some niggas quit, niggas gave up, went back to the streets, some niggas, whatever the case, it dismantled, me and Tariq kind of stuck with it, Tariq was getting the buzz, he was down with the Money Boss players, he had his thing going on, he was catching the buzz, next thing you know, he flew to LA and did a deal with Interscope, and Interscope had signed Shaquille O'Neal, and Interscope was like, Shaq is working on an album, I want you to go down to Orlando and work with him, pin some shit. At this time, I was on probation for a gun charge. I couldn't leave New York. I couldn't do nothing. I was. It was a strict probation thing. And uh, Tariq told Shaquille and rest in peace, Frank Edwards. Uh, my 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 man, Peter Guns. He dead nice. If you bring him out here, he could pin some shit with you. And you know he ain't got no deal yet. He's just not. And sh- and uh, Tariq called me and said, "Yo, it's a flight for you to come." I said, "Damn, nigga, I can't get on no flight. I'm, I'm going to jail." Fuck that, I'm out. Flew out to Orlando, started working with Shaq, and Shaq signed me. Me and Shaq hit it off. I had Shaq write the PO a letter, and I went back, and, you know, she, and she got me off paper. Went back, started working with Shaquille, and uh, I started working on this song. And I started writing this song. I was like, nigga, niggas be in the tunnel and, and fucking... All these different places yelling, Brooklyn, Harlem, Queensbridge. I want to do something, nigga. When I say if it wasn't for the Bronx, this rap shit probably never would be going on. I want all y'all niggas to say, uptown, nigga, uptown, nigga. And Tariq was like, yo, you should put that shit in the song. And I put that in the song. He jumped on the last verse, and the rest was history. But we didn't know. It wasn't a hit. It was The song was about the Bronx, and it was about New York. The hook is 16 bars. The verses is 26 bars. We just like, nobody put that out as a hit. We just put it out to big up the Bronx. And shit grew legs. But, you know, it was, so how y'all it got was the my beat? sister that introduced me to Tariq to go back to your original question. But, but mm-hmm. how, how y'all got the beat? It was Wyclef beat, right? Was it Wyclef's beat? No. Who beat was it? It was a group called Steely Dan. Wyclef was in the video. 
Wycliffe took our horns and made a song for Shakira. Shakira, yeah. Oh, I thought it was that's, his beat all along. That's after. No, Wycliffe, Shakira, years yeah. later, bro. Yeah, that's after. That's our shit. We, and most people think we got sued. We didn't get sued. We cleared it, but they just took all the publishing and shit. And we had to give him 100 Yeah, yeah, I saw you. You, got to, you had to give him 100%. Of yeah, the, we didn't get sued. So when people say, why would you put the record out without clearing it? We did clear it. Mm. They just took all the money. So we get sued. We got robbed. We got stuck up. So, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Let's, let's slow down real quick. Mm-hmm. Mm. So a band, what's the name of the band? Steely Dan. Steely Dan. It's an old school band or something? Old school band. Okay. Very popular band. Okay. 70s. So now Steely, so, so, so what happened is, what part of the song was from their record, if you understand what I'm saying? That whole beat. There's no hi-hats. There's no... There's no drums. There's no extra drums in it. That's their shit. As soon as you hear, boom, 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 that's them. Oh. It's all them. We just sped it up a little bit. My man KNS produced it. Dude I grew up with in the Bronx, one of the gun runners, he produced it, and he just sped it up a little bit. We didn't put no extras in it. That was it. But still, even at that point, 50-50, man, y'all did the beat. We did the rhymes. They took writing credit. So even when you look like who was written by these two wow. old white dudes, Donald Fagan and Walter Becker wrote it. So did, they didn't even give us writing credit for the song. They, they didn't want, so, so okay, but, all right, hold on. So the, the song had to start picking up, right? It was picking up. And then bring us to the day where you got contacted about, because that's how it usually happened, right? Did they contact the, the label or they uh, it came to you? Like, how did it happen? How did Steely Dan's attorney or them guys get in contact. Like, how did that happen? Or oh, you didn't even know it happened. The, the song, we put the song out on just like, like so if me and you did a song today and we just said, throw it out. Yeah, yeah. The song started growing legs. So now it's a bidding war going on with labels. So now the problem is, okay, we got this record. All right, we got to go clear it. So we go to Steely Dan and say, yeah, we'll clear it, but y'all got to give us all the money. That's how it went. We'll clear it for y'all to use it, which was... They said um, that, bro? Which was crazy. Is I'm going to tell you a true story. They said niggas don't clear. They don't clear notes. They sued everybody. They don't clear samples. So they like, at the time, somebody was like, they don't respect rap music. They don't like what y'all saying on it, so they won't clear it. So I had almost a little, I had a lot of respect for them in the sense that they was like, they don't like what you saying on their music. They not clearing it. Prince is like that. There's no number. But there was a number, and they cracked. And I was saying the most outlandish shit on that record. So it was like, ah, which one is it? Y'all got morals or, or money could break your morals? Because they sued everybody. Yeah, and, sh- and you know, yeah. shout out to some people out here and that's trying to, you know, give us our masters back and give us the rights to that song back. You know what I mean? They 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 really sat on that for since the record came out for almost 25 years. And I wanted to come up off nothing. Not even writing credit. A hundred percent. They took a hundred percent. Hundred percent and so hundred and three thousand dollars to clear. So what made you guys? What? What? Who was pushing to go for it? Like the record was already like. The, um, the, 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 we had million dollar record deals on the table. Interscope had a million, uh, eight hundred fifty thousand over at Sony. Def Jam. It was a bidding war. So fuck it, give it to them, get this deal and go. You know what I mean? But. Publishing is so big. So when I hear the song in movies or I hear people doing it at karaoke, it's like, God damn. So 
as of to date, somebody told me they made seven million dollars off the song. I ain't never seen a penny of that. Mm. And how much times you guys tried? Did you guys try to get another meeting with them later on? To try? nah, 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 nah. So we, you just too we old. had words. I exchanged words with them through uh, Rolling Stone magazine, different things. That wasn't even. A, but I heard. I don't know how true this is, but I heard Michael McDonald, who's supposed to be a good friend of them, uh, was going at them for us, telling them, "Yo, that's not right." I don't know how true it is. I saw an article and somebody sent me and said Michael McDonald was um, really trying to fight for me and Tariq to get, get what, the rights. What do you mean you exchanged words? They responded back on... Oh, yeah, yeah. We was going at them. They even got a video up. If you look on YouTube, put uh, uh, Steely Dan, Asia, Uptown Baby. They sarcastically played a song and started doing Uptown Baby, Uptown Baby, and start laughing. Like, you know. <laughs> what? Yeah, one of them recently passed away, and I said some slick shit. So did he leave anything after he died? So I know whatever money, whatever could have happened is probably out the window. Why now. you said that for, man? Because I'm uh, fucked that. Because I'm a nasty Bronx nigga. I'm a but hold on, but you can't get Bronx mad. Nigga. How you get mad at them when you, when you guys just when, when the label decided to do that? What the fuck you mean get mad at them? They took writing credit and everything. That's OD. My nigga, like at some point, do you like like you know what? Let's do this. Nobody's ever done it. Most of the time, it's like. A nigga get, you know, 50-50 and we want 20,000, we want 5,000 is clear sample. They OD, they just literally stuck us up. What the fuck nice I'm going to say about somebody that got made $7 million, put their kids through college, all type of shit on me. And I'm, you know, nah. But they what still, the fuck but, nice but somebody say? still made the decision though to go with it. You had no choice, bro. Okay. There is no choice. The labels, the deal is off the table if y'all can't clear that sample. That is the truth. I'm a musician. I went in and tried to play it over. I brought musicians in. Let's just play it over. No, we want it the way it is. And I understood because when we did it over, it didn't sound the same. So can we compromise? Can we get 10%, 20%? Can we get writing credit? Nothing? So mm. you had to write this shit too? Written by Walter Becker and fucking Donald Fick? Come on, man. Nah, I can't. I'm not nice to say about that. So I, I made money off of that record. How? Touring the shows. Shows. Yeah. Um, I'm here with Flip Script and G Money. I probably wouldn't be here if not for that song. <laughs> there's, there's, there's other things that came about that that you know that you gotta. You always gotta look at the, the flip side of shit. No pun intended. You always gotta look at the 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 other side of it to make you know to make it make sense. Or oh, you drive yourself crazy. I mean, it's a big opportunity, and you, you, you're young, you're from the Bronx, you grew up, yeah. how you grew up, you yeah, see that, that, that money is there, it's like, yo, why not? We was doing shows and having 20000 in each pocket, you mm. know what I mean? Like, bags of money doing shows when we hadn't, we come from nothing. So it was almost like, fuck it, give it to them. It's now, as an adult, like, damn. Mm -hmm. You know, like, when you're watching a movie and you hear the song in the background, you're like, if somebody go guns, you about to get a check, and I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that shit That shit hurt me That's crazy You know Sad Sad It's, it's sad You know it's, it's Again man You always gotta look at the other side of the shit Like I could Without that song I could be dead or in jail bro It was that deep at that time in my life It was that serious Let's move and that's on. not that's not even no that's not me trying to act like something I'm just telling you I was in a dark space and that shit came at the right time.
What do you mean you was in a dark space? I, shit was all fucked up. Nigga, I got kids I can't support. Money's fucked up. I was just in a dark mental space. And everything started coming together with that song. At 21? I mean, I mean what, what, what? Yeah, things was bad. Things was fucked I had a, and now you talking about I got a daughter now, too, now. What's her name? Whitney. At that time, at that time, Corey came and then my daughter came. Different? Different mother. Yeah. Okay. So okay. now you you sitting there kind of like all this overhead, nothing coming in, and you, you know, you trying to do rap music and that shit ain't working out. Just just mentally in a dark space. So those things you gotta look at that too. You gotta look at that and go, shit, all this shit came together and you know, if you if you ever dwell on I'm telling you this, you got to not stress nothing, bro. Stress is the fucking number one killer. If I ever sat here and dwelled on them making all of this money and I made no money, that shit would drive you crazy. You got to look at the other side of the shit. What would have happened if I didn't make that record? And if I didn't have this? If you just dwell on that, you'll die. And, and I never dwell on that because I always think now, the state of mind I'm in now, I'll figure it out another way. I watch this man right here, Zay. Figure it out. Don't stress it. We'll figure it out. As long as you're breathing, as long as you're moving, we'll figure it out. Y'all watch this man hustle. He inspired me. He younger than me and inspires me the way he go out and find it and get it and, and be like, yo, don't stress that. You'll come back tenfold. Like, I know he don't even like me even stressing the stilly damn shit like that. Nigga, that's, that, if it wasn't for that shit, you know, all the other opportunities that came about wouldn't be here. So just look at it that way. I don't think we asked you the question how you came up with the name Guns. Guns, I was Pete Lovell. I was the Capricorn kid. I was Petey Pete, but my real name that stuck with me was Pete Lovell. And when I got <laughs> locked up with the gun charge, it came back and came into the building. I came from Rikers Island, came in my building. This old man, uh, Mr. Paul, rest in peace, walked out his door and said, you're not, you not Pete Lovell no more. you Peter Guns. And every time I see him, he'll do this shit. Peter Guns. <laughs> and somebody <laughs> said, yo, you should fucking use that. What? Yeah. That's how my name became Peter Guns. <laughs> Why you calling it? He watched me run from the police and get busted with the guns. Oh, I ran in the God. building. Boom, ducking this, you know. And he saw when they came out, he was like, not him. He just, he just, he ain't doing nothing. He just, and the cops said, you call this a musician? You call this a, a fucking oh. rap artist? And showed him what I had. And when I came home, he was like, yo, you not, you not Pete Lover no more. You Peter Guns. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how much guns they caught you with at the time? Huh? How much guns they caught you with? It was, it was like one? Nah, they only caught, they caught me with one pistol, right? And uh, they tried to put some other shit on me, but nah, I got one. Got it. Let's Same keep one. it at that. Okay, all right. The 380, man. I used to love that 382. What was your time in Rikers like? Huh? Nah, I wasn't no no real time. It's, it's, Rikers Island is fucked up. If you, are, if you know, you know HDM. Anybody that's been there know it's fucked up. I still go to Rikers Island, talk to the kids. That's dope. Try to, you know, I got this thing called Guns Against Guns. I do to talk to the talk to them about uh, jail. I don't talk to kids about what guns do. We know what guns do. It's the, it's the other side of that shit. When you get to Rikers Island, right. getting cut, not coming out the same. And, it's, and that's, so I go to schools and talk to kids. You know what the surprising shit with the kids, when I talk to them, with, with, what they pay attention to the most? Mm. I said, how you going to feel when you got a shower next to your man, butt naked? <laughs> and when the nigga tell you to part your ass and lift your balls up, how you going to feel? That's the shit that bothered him more than anything else. Oh, that's what happened, bro. Somebody sitting up watching you take a shower. Right. You, you cool with that? So 
the other shit of it, they they be acting tough. But when I say that part, niggas be like, what? Yeah, you got to shower next to your peoples. And you got to part your ass and hold your balls up so they can make sure you cool with that. And that's the shit that kids need to hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I talk to the kids about, I do that. I don't, I, that's not something I brag about, but that's something I do on a regular basis. That's what's up. So Deja Vu is out. Uh-huh. Y'all out doing shows. Um, what happens next? Man, we touring. We all over the world. You can't explain it. We all over the world. I'm also have a solo deal with Shaquille's album, uh, label Twism, so I'm all the way with Shaq. Mm-hmm. We all over the place. We going, we going, we going, and then we dropped the next single. We uh, did a song with uh, Fat Joe and Big Punk called Cross Bronx Expressway. So that was supposed to be the next single, and we was going to do it on the Cross Bronx where it was like the Cannonball Run. Old movie, racing on the highway. Mm-hmm. At that time, it was like labels would give you such a hard time when you had to use one of their artists. So, like, say if uh, we wanted to use Fat Joe and Big Pun for that, I mean, Big Pun and Fat Joe for that for that video and that song, uh, you might have the label, you know, say, nah, because Joe did a song with Nas and they didn't clear Nas, so we're not clearing with Joe and Pun. It was that type of shit. But because Joe and them, we were so tight with them, they cleared it. But by the time it got cleared, we had already dropped a single we will ball it didn't do as well and uh niggas just got frustrated with the industry and just like fuck it but it was crazy because um deja vu was so organic we didn't have to do no work been in war all over the radio already we flew the next record when we had to work that shit niggas was like what (laughs) drops fucking uh free shows like you know every city guys are a summer jam. But that record was um was so instrumental in the turn of my mental. Mm. Because it was like people doubting you and now you got one. So all these years I've been trying to do this shit. I've been rhyming since the 80s. Early 80s. Finally I got one and I did it. And you know that that's what that was more like. I told y'all I could do it and I did it. You know, that's what did it for me mentally. Right, right. Yeah. Well, how do you feel? You know, I, I seen online too, some people some people would say Petey Guns is like a one-hit wonder. How you feel about that? Yeah, I don't bother, that don't bother me. It bothers a lot of other people. I made a joke with Swiss and was like, yo, let's do a one-hit wonder versus <laughs> where a bunch of us with one record come and battle each other. You know what I mean? And um, they started laughing and said, you know what the crazy shit is, Guns? There's not too many people that's going to admit they only have one. You know what I mean? Um... I know I got mad shit. I've been making records on my I know I got dope records that just didn't make it. But if we gonna go off the hits, yeah, that's what you are, nigga. That's the record they know you. I'm never offended by that. Cause there's a lot of people that millions of people been doing music all their lives and don't have one. I had a mean one. A big one. Real big. And I tell a nigga a one is better than a none, nigga. A big one. Pause. That's a fact. I mean, it did, that, 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 record, that record right now is still, you know, I feel like when you talk about hip-hop, that, that's one of the records that come up, like, the, the early. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like a a number 99 on the list. Like, that. if you, if you mention you. hip-hop, that, 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 that goes, Jeez. in my opinion, that goes up the top there. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate like, you for that. So, so for that reason, I don't mind. But, you know, this, 
you gotta be a realist. You know, a lot of people are not realists. Flip, you you disagree. You look like you disagree. No, no, I'm smiling. That was a good one. He said, Nah, I don't disagree. Thank you. Hold so on, yeah, man. so what I'm saying are you is, pressing me like that. I'm, I'm I don't know. You make you making faces. No, over I'm there. smiling at him like that. Was, that was a good one, man. Because I, I, you know, yeah. no, I appreciate that. So yeah, so no, again, man, it's just being transparent and being real. Some people are uncomfortable with that. You might have made another record that made a little noise, but the record they really know you for is just that joint, and I'm all right with that. Mm. There's people that never make. Yo, dog, look what that record did. Why would I be offended? But people think, Fire. you know what they think? Fire. Niggas a one-hit wonder. They think that offends me. That shit never bothered me, bro. You sure? Not at one point? Never. <laughs> because I'm also comfortable in my skin knowing what I got and what I did that I'll be like, mm, this didn't make it, but you, sh you better go back and listen to it. But hells no, man. Niggas ain't make one. That's like a nigga saying, yo, that nigga had one good year with the Knicks. He made it, nigga. Nigga was in the NBA. But that's that. us, man. I hate to say it. It's our people who do that. It's our people, man. We nigga, niggas will do that too. We do that to ourselves. Niggas, other other nationalities, niggas just praise you for what you do. Us, we fucking tear each other down with shit like that. But you gotta learn how to make that shit your superpower. Like, nigga called me a one hit one I'm like, I had one? Thank you, my nigga. <laughs> You knew it, you know the words, you know the hook? Fuck, I did something. Like even in my comments when niggas shit on me, I'm like, this nigga really took time out of the day <laughs> say something to me. I would never do that. There's a lot of people I, I don't like. I don't follow them or I would never comment on this shit. You comment and you following me. How could I, that's, how could I be, you not even mentally stable to me, my nigga. You can't offend me. I so, promise you that. Th there was a story you told before that about somebody um, getting thrown off a balcony. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> punt. Punt threw him off? Nah, okay. niggas was throwing ice at us while we was performing at the Apollo. Somebody kept throwing ice and throwing shit at us on the stage. And I was like, the fuck? And Punt just said, don't worry about it. It's, 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 it's being taken care of. And I've seen, and the scene dude, and I say, yo, bro, you fucking, and as I'm doing this, the nigga flicked another piece of ice and hit me. But five minutes later, that nigga came down out that balcony. Threw him off? Yeah, somebody threw the nigga off the balcony. In the Apollo, he fell on mad chairs. The Apollo did, fell on the chairs, my nigga. It was mayhem, and we just left off the stage. So why he was throwing ice at y'all? You always got an asshole, somebody want to try to, you know. Jealousy, probably hate. I don't know. Or maybe he thought something. I don't. I would never understand why a nigga would play with Joe and punting them back then. They, you know, or us. We was we was surrounded by some some real niggas. We was surrounded yeah, by I, some I heard, real oh, niggas. Oh, I heard a lot of things about Pun that he was official. He was respected streetwise. Yeah. Hmm, I, I mean, Pun was a fun dude. He was a good dude, but he also look, man, Pun. Unlike the rest of us, we got a little bread and left. Pun bought a big house in the Bronx. In the hood. Literally in the hood. A big house with dirt bikes and shit around it. I used to be like, what the fuck is he doing? But that's who he was, man. That's who he was. I was just over Shout it. I was born and raised too. in that shit. I wanted to get out there. I mean, could walk to Pun's crib from where I was born and raised at. So I used to go over there, you know. But Pun is a real dude. When... uh. When things went bad for me, 
and I was just like, you know, the music industry, things wasn't going right. He used to be like, just come to the studio, just come to the studio. He'll hand you a watch or something. He'd be like, look at this shit I just bought. And they hand it to you. And it'd be all this iced out watch and he'll drive off. If you don't come to the studio, that means you stole my watch. Like, <laughs> so you gotta go to the studio. We did a, uh, here's a good pun story. I did a, we did a song called Cross Bronx Expressway on our album. And pun, when the, I went to the studio, the vocal pun. Joe and Tariq laid their verse, and I'm at the studio just vocal and pun. So pun at the time is sitting down. You're not standing up doing his vocals. Got his rhyme pad. He's sitting down. Out of breath. Line. Stop. Punch me in. Stop. Guns, come in the vocal booth. The fuck, bro? It's taking forever from the ladies first. I go in the vocal booth. Get that from me. Drop this pad. <laughs> we get his fucking pad. I'm like, fun, man. <laughs> so, gets his pad up, laying his vocals, line by line. I leave the studio, uh, call Tariq. He was like, How's, what's, how pun sound? I said, I don't know, nigga. Just piecing this shit together. I don't know. He, you know, it's taking a minute, but I'll let you know. I go back to the studio. He's out the booth. They press play. The nigga blew us all out the water. Once they piece that shit together, it was insane. And uh, I think it was Joe or somebody, maybe not Joe, one of Pun's friends said, Guns, instead of laughing and joking and playing video games with him and all that, won't you just take him, just go for a walk with him, man? Take him for a walk. And, you know, he need to walk, he need to lose some weight, and y'all niggas is condoning it. And I'll never forget, I told him that day, yo, yo, nigga, let's just let's go for a walk, man. It's exercising. It was like, Guns, put two niggas on your back and try to walk. And go walk. I'll figure it out. Don't don't do that. Don't do that, man. And that was one of the last memories that I was like, oh shit. That was his exact words. Put two niggas on your back and go walk down the street. So that's well, what it felt like for him. How was your relationship with Joe? Like you was cool with him as well? It's my man, man. I shout love Joe, man. I'm proud of Joe now. I, yeah, Joe's my Joe. man back Legend. then. Legend. Joe, Joe was the one that when the labels didn't want to let him and Pun get on the records was the one that was like, no, we doing it. He went and told the label, it's going down. Shout Fuck y'all. It made it happen. I had a lot of good things about him. Yeah, you know nah, I mean? he always been standing but I, but up. I, but, I, but I do want to ask you a question. He always been standing up with me. That's all I can say. Yeah. <clears throat> now. I think I know where you're going with this. Because uh, uh, I don't want... Niggas in niggas business, you know what I'm saying? Cause I just wanted an opinion, like. Mm. So when you hear stories, right, about like Cuban Link was Big Pun's man, correct? Were, were yeah, you aware of that? Were you, that? were you aware yeah. of Cuban Link back in the days? Yeah, I fuck with Cuban Link now. I don't have Good. any problems with Cuban Link. So what I'm saying is that, how does it? Uh, what what is your not your take on it, like getting the business, but like. In our neighborhood, how it looks to me that a lot of situations happen where there's one person that bring everybody together. Right. And when that person goes, people, I don't know if they say, I don't want to say true colors, but how they feel come out. Do you think that what it was probably between Joe and Link, like Pun was the one that kept all of them together, and then now when Pun is not there, Joe don't have to, because he really don't have to do anything, didn't have to rock with him or anything, do you, do you look at it as from that perspective or it's just hood shit? 
Yo, bro, it's don't the what I what I equivalent that to from my only my opinion, mm-hmm. it's like um it's like a divorce going down and you and you and you can't you can't really choose a side. Both have points. Got it, general. You know what I mean? Like whenever you try to side with one, you like, damn, I understand that side of it too. You know what I mean? So it's 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 one of those things where they I will say this. It's, it's extremely sad for me, man. I watched the crew, the terror squad was so tight knit and so I used to I used to a little bit envy how tight they were, man. I loved it. I loved it. They the way they rolled together and the way they were. It was it was something that you know like um that that so to see them fall apart and to see that shit unravel the way it did. But it's like a family thing that you just can't. I can't get involved in that. Got it. Like they you know both sides. I'm I'm cool with both sides. You know what I mean, and they both sides have been nothing but stand up with me, so it's hard to choose a side. But it's, that's 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 the only thing I could equivalent. Respect, it's like, respect. Okay. Yeah. You um. So when 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 you did Uptown Baby and he's doing and things didn't go your way, what what happened with Tariq at this time? You and him, like, did you guys go separate ways? Did you guys like how how does that play off? It was more like. It wasn't me and Tariq never had a problem in our life. Mm. Him and my sister got married. They had kids. We had Thanksgivings. We had family functions. I'm I'm in the weddings. You know, they they that now nah, that's my that's my brother. So people thought that's why when I would do interviews and people were like, yo, so you and Tariq must have ah, that's my brother. He just such a real nigga. They was like, fuck this. I'm not kissing ass and doing nothing. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, the rap for him was the music. And everything with him was about money and providing for the family. Like, yo, it gotta, it gotta make sense financially. If I gotta kiss niggas ass to do this, I'm not doing that. And once he saw that side of the industry, he was, but the nigga is, you know, like when you people ask me my favorite rappers, I gotta say, I don't want to be biased. I got to say Nas and Jay and all these different people, but Tariq is in his voice and his skill level. And my top favorite rappers is Tariq and my son. Them niggas, I'm I'm witnessing it. Yeah, and then people might argue with me and be like, oh, nigga, your son or your... I'm telling you, this is... I'm, I am a lyricist. I study patterns. I write patterns. I write to hi-hats and turn the hi-hat off. And people be like, what made you come up with that? You would never know. I make drummers do shit on fucking hi-hat symbols and I write to them. So I'm a pattern guy and I watch these two niggas, Tariq's voice alone and then the skill level was so inspiring to me that even now when he send me something, I'm like, woo, nigga, come on. You know what I mean? But he, the industry shit is just different from him. He a real nigga, you know what I mean? But that's my that's my brother. They, we, Him and my sister have grown kids. Shout out to and him. And they kid have a son, a daughter, and his grandkids. So he's my, that's my family, man. So, but mm. so when 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 things separate, like not separate, but like he's like eff it, where does that leave you? Are you on the same type of time, or are you trying to figure it out? Because you say you end up being in a dark place at one point as well. At the at the time of uh, before I got in, but at, once I got in, I was just trying to figure it out any way I could. But to be honest with you, man, this might sound far fetched to a lot of people, but I knew I wanted to do movies and TV, and I knew that I wanted to do a bunch of stuff. Like my dream as a kid. 
this might sound like fairyland and niggas, but I wanted to be Will Smith before Will Smith. I wanted to do music, TV, and film. I saw that vision for myself from the gate. I was doing plays and shit. You know what I mean? In schools and doing stuff. So I had the vision. I just didn't follow through with it. That was the vision for me. But so even when the music went down, I still was on go time with trying to do, still do music, but still do plays and do different shit like that. Just didn't, it didn't turn out that way, the way I wanted it to. But nah, I was never going to do nothing. I was never going to do nothing else but this. I was never going to go get a job. So you never had a job after the song? No. You was in the street? What you was doing? I was figuring it out. <laughs> oh man, that old school talk. I respect that. I really don't respect it, but I gotta accept it. No, you could. What you what you want to know? I was I was making it. Just outside. I had some help. No, I had some help. I told you, I never. I'm not the nigga that was out here selling drugs. I just that's not what I was ever going to. You do. just had help. I had help. I had people that believed in me and was like, nigga, to happen here and there. Do you know little things here and there? Certain things you could still do. You could still go perform uptown, baby, overseas, and do that shit and get you know old school concerts and. Little things like that, still making money, do things. It was things that help you stay afloat. But uh, I was never going to. To me, that was giving up. To me, if you decide to do something else, oh, I got a backup plan just in case this, I'm going to just do, nah, nigga, this is it. I'm going for this. This don't work out, fuck it, I'm starved. That's, that was my plan. You better figure it out, nigga. So during figuring it out, like, was there ever a time that you were in a serious relationship at this point? I was always in a serious relationship. I just wasn't faithful in any relationship I was ever in. All right, so how many children do you have in all? Ten. Five boys, five girls. <laughs> you real good so, at patterns, I guess, huh? Uh, He's real good at patterns, even with the kids. Yeah, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. So it's, it's Corey, then there's Wendy. Yes, Corey's the oldest? Corey, then Whitney. Whitney, sorry, I said Wendy. Whitney, and then Brandon, Kennedy. Then there's Phoenix. Then there's Jameson. Gotta get him. <laughs> this nigga <laughs> doing this to me. I can't really believe this shit. <laughs> then there's Kaz. Then there's Corey. Then there's Gunner. Then there's Bronx. So it's two Corys. My so, daughter's Corey and my son's Corey. I gave, I named my daughter after my son to give him his props while he's here. People wait till people die to do it. I did it while he was here. So at this time, all right, so at, during Uptown Baby, it was Corey and Whitney. And Whitney. Yes. Yes. Then when things started to die down, you figuring it out. Brandon, came? Brandon came, Phoenix came, uh, uh, was it with the same? I mean, was, Kennedy came. Yeah. Was, was it with um, Whitney's mom? Nah. Oh, yeah, somebody else. Six mothers. What? I have six mothers. Six baby mothers? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't, be ner- don't be nervous. You nervous? What are you talking no, like that? No, nigga. You, yeah, it's so you, proud. You I'm stuttering. Proud of you. you said, I'm proud of you, you man. You said six mothers? I, I, said, I can't hear you. That's you why. Oh, no shit. I said. I know you're proud. I don't duck no smoke. Uh, yeah. I love them all. They gave me the best things that ever happened to me. <laughs> so, so. Man, six baby mothers is is is, is, is wonderful. Know. We all get along. Kids is wonderful. Never been on child support ever in my life. That's fire. We all get along. We love each other. I mean, you got we have our just like any other family. And I don't want to justify and glorify it, fellas. I want to be honest with you. No matter how much you take care of, no matter how much I could do for the kids, I can't be there with all of them. 
and not being there mm -hmm. is the most important thing. So I don't want to act like this is some cool shit. They 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 all in different places. I can't be there at one time, and that shit is not cute. So I don't want to justify it and make it like it's cute. But they here now, and I do the best I could do. But I don't want to glorify having kids and not being and not. Money ain't everything. You need to be there. So I can't be there with all of them at one time. So I don't want to. I also don't want to glorify that because some people smile and say, "Man, you the man." You the, it's, no, you're not. That's not. Mm. Can't. I can't. It's a lot of stuff I missed. But you hear about it from them, huh? I'm pretty sure you hear about it, or they let you know. Yeah. That, you know. Or you find out later on when you get up, when they get older and say, "Nigga, yeah. when you wasn't there that time, this and this and this." You know what yeah, I mean? So, yeah. yeah so I don't want to. I also don't want to glorify it. You know. How, how did it, now I wanted to know like you know how did you and the, and the, and the, the 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 kids' moms figure out this you know um, this piece? You they know don't. I do. Wait, so we all got to get along. The kids, the kids got to get along. The mothers, adults don't have to get along, but the kids got to know each other, and we got that's that. No, but you said everybody's good oh, though. Because he freestyling, man. You no, said everybody's no, no, good. We He's good. a legend. No, yeah. no, we good. Everybody make sure they good, right? Keep it real. Yeah, we all gotta be good, man. Exactly. That's an old school shit, man. <laughs> You're not Listen, playing. You gotta be if good. You got, if, so. if, if, if adults have a problem with each other, everybody's not gonna get along. It's a fact. Just don't let that affect the kids knowing each other and fact. getting along. Spooky that's all I'm saying. Spooky. No, I'm just saying for for parents that's tuned in right now who have different baby mothers, like how did you make that? Make that happen. Yo, it's, listen, bro. When I brag about people getting along, kids getting along, it's the temperature of who you dealing with, bro. Like, I got friends that take care of their kids and still got the worst child support and go through crazy right. shit. Mm -hmm. So when I say I'm not even been on child support, not because I wasn't supposed to be, because I got mothers that understand. When he on and he up, we good. When he ain't, we just got to wait, you know. I got to understand. You got some niggas that got baby mothers that's like, nigga, See you in court, cause you ain't said nothing. And meanwhile, you've been doing everything. You know what I mean? So right. it's just the temperature of who you with. I was fortunate enough to have bosses, beautiful women that figure it out, hmm. and they understand when this nigga's up. I don't go. You don't see me in a bunch of cars. You don't see me. I don't wear jewelry. I don't even feel right doing that. I don't go in so no dope. fucking store and buy myself shit without calling, saying what size he wear and what size he wear. That's real. So it's no reason for them to ever. You know, if they do that, that's because they just. But you them. you bring the kids together. Though. Open sure. book, yeah, I try. So now, yeah. here's a true story. I got some young ones, so I want to do a picture with all my kids together. And that's that's what I'm trying to guilt everybody into for the holidays this year to make sure I get that picture. Because I was like, I would hate all my kids to get together when I'm at my funeral or when I'm gone. So I want to take that picture while I'm still here. So that's. That's what I'm trying to do right now. You think it's doable? Of course. Nobody hates one another. Niggas is just <laughs> Charlotte, New Orleans, you know what I mean? Cali. The kids is all over the place. You know what I mean? Like y'all gotta understand it's rough. Nigga gotta a nigga gotta go on tour to see his kids. A nigga got a nigga a nigga got kids in damn near every <laughs> month too. How about that part? Damn. So who called you to be on how, tell us about the call for love and hip hop? How that came along? How, uh, how you, I did a scene with Rich Dollars on Love and Hip Hop, and they liked the way I came across on the screen. And when they looked and saw my story, they was like, "Holy shit, mm. we need that nigga." Shout out Rich Dollars, man, good dude. That's my man, he cool. So I know Rich from back in from back in uh, 
Bad, bad, boy, bad days. boy days. You know what I'm saying? Richard's always look out and make sure we get the vinyl and all that. Make sure mm-hmm. it's sent me home with a, so, with, a, with a whole package. You know what I'm saying? So Rich invited you there? Rich was having a... Damn, I wish I... Rich was Rich had an artist named Eric Mena, and he had a song he played for me. And I, Are you saying had an artist named? We know who Eric. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just saying this is we going back then. Yo, man, is pl- I like this a lot, man. He's just that nigga here, boy. You, oh, oh, oh. if I bring it up to date, I'm wrong. If I go back in the <laughs> days, I'm wrong. You said an artist named, but why you said it? Like, Rich, like we, she. I'm just saying. All uh, right, Richard, Richard. So Rich had Eric Mena, Safari's. Go. See we know now, she, you know that. So is. I'm just trying to take it back <laughs> to it. that moment. Moment. Got that got moment it. was I got this artist named Eric Kamina. I want you to hear it, and I, he played the record for me, and I shitted on the song, and pissed her off, and they thought that was gonna be good TV. And then on top of that, they saw my story and was like, "This nigga got to come on the show." But I was trying to avoid doing the show because my son was, you know, signing Young Money, and I'm like, "This, this could affect his shit." You know what I mean? People seeing my, me on TV like this, he. He's trying to get his career off the ground. And sure enough, whenever he would do interviews, most of the questions would be about his father. And it did exactly what, you know, it, it, I was hoping it wouldn't do it, ended up doing that anyway. Does it bother him? Did he ever come by your pops? Like, did he ever talk to you about? Nah, I, I, I mean, yeah. At, at, that would be most recent we had that conversation. But back then, I was getting bashed so much. My son was never going to jump on the bandwagon and, and bash his father. I saw that. I saw he never, like, how, it's like, never. I, he it never. never Shout out to happen. Corey, man. That's never. my nigga. We grew it, up, you know, that's like, it's my son, my brother. You know what I yeah, mean? He never, but he never, he, he never, never going. He saw what I was going through, so he was never going to pile on. So his things would be like, that's my fucking father no matter what. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't agree with some things, but that's my dad. Don't ask me nothing else. Like, he was on it like that. But recently we had a conversation. He was like, yo, I'm so tired of asking. I was so tired of answering those questions about Tyra and Amina and this and that. I was just trying to do my music. And he had got stagnated. Corey got a gun charge and a bunch of other things. And that's why I'm trying to tell earlier the example is that black men got to make examples. We got to start making examples and stop using the excuse, don't be like me. Like my father would say that to me. My uncles, you know, would say that to me. You gotta make examples. I told Corey, don't get tattoos, my nigga. I regret every last one I got. Corey's tatted the fuck up. Corey, do something else. This music, this rap shit is up in the air and you're, and you're very introvert. You're not gonna wanna do no TV shit. So it's only music. You wanna try to do something else besides this music shit. Nah, music shit. Corey, don't get caught with a gun. Caught with a gun the same age I got caught with a gun. Locked up. So they wanna be like you no matter what you tell them. So you got to set, set examples for them not to... You can't say, don't be like me when you're looking like the man and cool, which goes back to that. I got tattoos. I got girls. I got a gun charge. I'm Peter Guns. Mm-hmm. Who he call himself? Corey Guns. What he got? Tats. What he do? Drop out of high school. What he do? Gun charge. Exact same shit I did. Wow. So set examples, man. Be He's like nice, me. though. He's nice. He's Corey talented. Is insane. He's insane. He got thousand songs. I could put an album out on Corey every year to the year three thousand, with with twenty songs on it. He's an introvert. He just stays in the studio and writes. He's just not with the TV stuff. He's not with the being outside and loud. So he just if it it's all about the music for him. I like the fucking attention and the cameras and bring it. I don't give a fuck. It's just recent that I worry about how it affects my family and shit. When my 
family got to go to school and work. I say, nigga, what did you do Monday, man? They gonna fucking, I gotta go to work tomorrow. You got me. <laughs> or my daughter's fighting in school or Applebee's. Cause it, you know that all that shit came about after, after the fact. I never put really put a lot of thought into how I was gonna affect my family when I signed up to do that. She be fighting in Applebee's. Who had a fight in Applebee's? My daughter Whitney. Somebody said some slick shit about me. She she heard with a glass. What? Your father's the fucking scumbag. Worse than she. Yeah, so, you know, I'm still her dad. You know what I mean? I'm her nigga. She, what you said about me? And they just got to fight and shit. So, but that was back. That was a long time ago. That's when shit was first. She got in trouble for that. You told a lot of trouble, man. You know, it was just one of those things when you do it, you never really. I don't give a fuck what people say. I told you that earlier, but you ain't put the full thought into your kids. Got to go to school. Your, you know. But listen, man, when I signed up to do the show, I was fucked up. I thought this shit, it was no malice. When people say, do you regret it? was no malice. I did the show to provide for my kids, put Amina on the platform, her music to be heard and Tara to be seen and hopefully. So there was no malice. So that's how I sleep at night. There was no malice in that. It was all for money and to provide for the family. But go ahead. You made a face. I'll wait. Hold on, wait. Real quick, real quick. So when Whitney beat the girl with the glass bottle, the glass cup, because yeah. it was a cup, not she a bottle. She hit her with something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Was it the hard glass salt? Shaker? I don't know. I just did, got did, the phone. Did she get did she get in trouble? Did, I just got the phone call from her mother and she was like, You see what's going you see what this shit is doing? And that's those are the realities of shit. You gotta, you know, not thinking. You just thinking. And yeah, they can't it. play, remember, you still her father. Yeah, but in terms of like why would you the way I'm moving on that show affected my kids. You know what I mean? And I wasn't thinking that far with it. I was just thinking in terms of making some bread and providing. I wasn't thinking about other shit. So, so, so let's let's go through it real quick. Let go just, ahead. Let me just because refresh my memory. I haven't watched Love and Hip Hop in a long time. Well, shit, I ain't been on in a long time. Well, I, mean, I just yeah, did the reunion. I, I just did the reunion show. We got. So, <laughs> go ahead, nigga. Hold on, nigga. Let me let me take my time, man. Nah, man, spit it out. So, I just want to go through the order. It was Corey Bay mother, not Bay mother, it was Corey mother, Whitney's mother, then there was the next lady, which you had three children with, yes? One child. One child. With the, and then with the two third. with the next one after that. Two with the fourth one. And then it's Tara. So three with so Tara. You was in a relationship with Tara, yes? Yeah. How, <laughs> how did you meet Tara? Tara worked at a music store in the city called Sam Ash. Why you saying like that? This nigga called Sam. Just say she worked at Sam Ash. We know what Sam nigga, Ash is. Nigga, everybody don't have Sam Ash. Nigga. All right, my fault. Oh, yeah. oh, this show's only in New York. My bad. No, 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 my fault, my fault. Oh, oh, your shit worldwide. Now you try to play me now. Your shit worldwide. That was a good comeback. I'm See, speaking to the people. Rapper. I'm just, just let me know. You can rapper. Look how you came back like that. I'm just asking you. Uh, yeah, don't nobody right. outside New York City shit? You're right, you're right. My bad. Sam Ash is global to me. Is it? Don't let me start Googling Sam Ash, please. You might find one here and there. <laughs> Niggas don't <laughs> shop at Sam Ash. <laughs> all right, all right, let's just fuck it, man. She, went to, man. she worked at Sam Ash, all right? A music store. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Sam Ash is a music store. 
Nigga be trying to find shit. It's, it's the Bronx, right? The Bronx is still going. It did, it did, it did, because you were serious. Yeah, so no, nah, so she Tyra worked at Sam Ash, and I went there for I went there to buy a, a new keyboard or something for the for this for the studio. I built a studio called Gun Range Studios. And I was trying to buy equipment for it. And I told the manager there, who is Shorty at the register? And he was like, oh, she's from Mississippi. She just asked him, give her my number. And uh, so she called me one day, like maybe like two weeks later, was like, yo, normally I don't call people that give people their numbers for me to call them, but I'm just reaching out, what's up? And they tell me, you rapping, where you eat from? And we started talking. And I said, yo, when can I pick you up for dinner? And we went to dinner and the rest was history. So she didn't know who you, who, who you were, like? Nah, she's history. from Mississippi. She's younger than me. She wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, she was more into the South stuff. Right. So Somebody told her I rap and, you know. So by you, that time, I, was, I wasn't I was all the way old school, but I was like, you know, that record was old. You know so you were just like, a smooth looking guy, basically. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The smooth macadamia. <laughs> oh. <laughs> chill, don't give it to him. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Come on. Feed a gun. Feed a gun. The, the ancient <laughs> snack, nigga. The civil fun. rights snack. Be the guns. So hold on. So I right, boom. No. <laughs> <laughs> she trying to get our attention. Come on, my nigga. Ignore him. Ignore him. He's not that cool. I got these niggas. You see that zing? No. Oh, got he these to, he can't. Y'all gonna have niggas working up going guns. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. So Tyra, and then was it? I mean, I mean the butterfly from so, Germany. Hold on, hold on. I know what I mean. Slow down. Was there any time um, when you was faithful so to Mr. Tyler? Huh? I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Was there any other was there any time? How long were you faithful to Mr. Tyler for in the relationship? I don't know. You was never faithful. I yeah, I mean, but not for long. But a month? Maybe a little longer than that. Longer than that. But yeah, no. Listen, I've never been. I'm just being honest with you. I've never been to this date. I'm in a different space now. I'm older. I'm 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 there now, but there I've never been faithful ever in any relationship I was in ever. And I to give you times I don't know time lapses, but what what's the difference? I cheated in every Respect. relationship I was ever in. I just whether it was a month, whether it was six months. I did don't you remember. take it? Did you take the relationship serious at the time? We you, you always take the relationship. Men we we are guilty of taking the relationship serious for us. If Got she it. did what I did, I would have fucking lost my mind, killed her. You know what I mean? Like, I'd have been upset. If she did what I did, I'll tell you that one of the top things I regret in my life is marrying somebody while I was with her. That's that's up there next to not doing something for my dad I should have did before he passed away. Hmm. I put that up there next to that. That's so Because I know that if she had done that to me on national TV, y'all would be talking to me over the phone. How did you meet Amina? Uh, Amina played in a club that I would frequent. She played keyboard there and sang there, and I saw her there, and I'm like, God damn, she's bad, and she's talented. Why don't she, she should be doing something. And then I started working with her on some music stuff. Now, this is going to sound real fucked up. I knew a guy down there, a musician, she was dating. Me and him was cool. That was her boyfriend. See, people don't know that side of it. <laughs> yes, this is a he's, very he's this a real is sniper. exclusive. This this some exclusive shit I'm about to tell you. He's the real sniper. I broke the man code in a way that you should never do. I what I did was so fucked up. Like me and dude was cool. 
I started saying, why ain't you doing? So me and her started working together. Nigga broke up with her. Started seeing somebody else. But still, she was supposed to be off limits. I fuck with dude that was ex. Me and her started messing around. While I'm working on her with her music. And I'm like, yo, you should be doing. So I started doing that on some management shit. And it just clicked. And just to be honest with you, this may not, you may not be able to relate to this, but this is a true story. At home with Tara, it was real life. Shit was fucked up. You got to get out there and figure something out. Money-wise, you you know, you just that nigga trying to figure it out in the house. She's the one, the breadwinner at the house. When I would go down to that club with Amina or be in the studio with Amina, I was Peter Guns again. Like, I felt like I was the shit. But at home, I felt like a fucking, like, like, you know, like dead, like, like, nigga, deadbeat. <laughs> nah, like a deadbeat nigga. So that was, it's the fun shit. But I always tell people that anytime you see somebody outside of home, it's always going to be the fun shit. Until you get in that situation. And it's going to be the trickle effect. Your new girl is going to always you mm -hmm. be, your side chick was your new girl. Like, I had an argument with one of my exes one time. And she was like, your side bitch. And I was like, you was the side bitch one time. You graduated to the one spot. The fuck you talking about? Which was fucked up, but it was true. And if you look at the pattern of niggas, that's what this always ends up happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. The fun one always turns out to be the the one you with until somebody else comes along. That was a pattern. So you at some point you get old and tired of that shit. But the just to be honest with you, um, me and Amina hit it off musically. She played keyboards, I play drums, I play guitar, we writing songs every day and we just hit it off. And it should happen. Wait, so did you meet her when she was a part of the the, the group? The um... Nah. After that. After Black Butterfly. Black Butterfly, yeah. Didn't work out. She started working at that club. Mm. What club? The Village Underground. So let me ask you a question. It's a musician's... At that time, it's not there anymore. It's a comedy club. But it's, at that time, it was where some of the best musicians in the world hung out and worked. Miss Tara found out about Amina on television? Yeah. Or before that? No, on TV. I always just said that I'm just managing her. There's nothing there. And I, the intention was to try to pull it off that way. Mm. And it just didn't play out that way. And, and all fairness to her, I should have came to her and told her, like, yo, this is what it is, and this is what we're doing, and this is what's going to happen on TV, and this is something that you don't know. And I didn't. But you asked them not to air, the, uh, not to air that on the show, right? Asked him not to reveal that we were married, because mm. I couldn't defend it, and they did it anyway. But that's a story for another time. The marriage you can't really defend because you wind up in jail. You know what I'm saying? Wind up in jail for doing it. Marriage, the marriage. I could never explain the way to marriage, but I don't also don't want to take the validity away from me loving Amina and Amina being special and me loving my kids by saying I, you know, Amina married. I never would have married Amina just out the gate, just like that. You know what I mean? Just. So, did they pay you extra for airing it? No. No. Did you love both women at the same time? Yeah. You did? It was different. It was a different. Yeah, I passed a lot of the test. They didn't show that. They didn't show none of my stuff where I was talking to the kids in jail or doing my guns against guns. They just liked the, the shits. But yeah, I passed a lot of detective tests. I proved 
That that's how I felt. It was just different. It it's not. It's a different love. But hold on, but, but, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So Go ahead, different love is what. So I love Tara because she's the mother of my children. I was living with her, and she was the breadwinner. So I have that respect. For no, her. Hold on. Family, family, family. It was a, it was a wife kind of more wife. So I'm saying, let me explain. Allow me to go. Okay. I ain't gonna take any credit from Miss Tara. Man. Okay. She's a legend. Yeah. I like respect both of them. They never would take any credit. Okay. I'm getting at you. Okay. Not them. Okay. Family. She was the breadwinner. Yeah. At the time, family. Yeah. She held it down. She brought structure. Right. Right. And then when you went outside. The thrill of being Peter Guns was there. And then a lady, you know, however she treated you at the time or however she made you feel, it garnished feelings. So now you're in the middle, right? right? But not ever once did you ever think that, okay, I'm going to leave home and go there? Or, like, did you ever was in that in your mind? Like, I have to. Or you just wanted to keep it going with both of them as long as you can to the end of the road on some boys and men shit. Nah, yeah, yeah, you know what's crazy? I need to keep it real. There you know, is no, no, there is no, there was no end game to me. You right, bro. I can't even hold you. You I put it. I, yeah, I know you, man. There was no end game to me. So the end game came when I did TV. That's the end game. Because everybody's going to see it. Everybody's going to watch it. So now that's the, so when people say, oh, my nigga, you the sloppiest. You got busted. Nigga, I put it on TV. What are you talking about? Like, I, where, what, what, at what point are you an idiot? I put it on TV because I, because the jig was up, it was up, it was over. So I'm, I get busted on TV, really, you know what I mean? But some of the things that played out in my storyline, for the most part, was real, and that's why people bought into my storyline and said it was, oh God, this shit is so dark, and so this, they bought into it because it's real. All the other shit, you know, niggas was faking storylines and throwing drinks at each other and all that. They niggas understood that. Peter Gunn shit is hate him the depth. I hate that nigga, but they they felt the realness in the storyline. I'm not justifying saying it was good. I'm just saying it was real. So when you talk reality, I'm the epitome of reality to you. True. True. I mean What? Uh, I'll wait. You are I mean the shit with Jim Jones and them was real too. But I think that you took it to another level. I will give you that. He was on one. Yeah, his shit was lit. Yeah. That's a fact. You had it. You had it lit. I mean, you know, it was. We was invested. You was doing grade A nigga shit. Well, on national television. It was. It's nothing to brag about. But, grade A. Grade <laughs> but it was definitely. And you were just standing there. It like, was definitely. Yeah, yeah, no reason. Like you was the same shit. I was like. What, what the fuck could you say? I, why? Why? Why put on TV if you can't say nothing? You just standing there. I don't know. That stupid ass face you made. That shit was fire. I ain't gonna lie. You an ill day. You a legend, son. You make, you make that face and look to the side like, what you doing? Those is real at? faces, bro. <laughs> I know, I know. When I can't even watch those old clips. They make me cringe. I could tell. Oh, I hate it. We they Loving Hip Hop is doing a show now called uh, Run It Back. I hosted one. Okay. I hosted a couple episodes. Woo! Watching them old episodes makes my, it makes my heart ache. Weren't they living around each other at one point? Like some ill shit you did? Like a bit like... Insane building. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. did it on purpose. Oh, that was made up. That was made up? Nah. <laughs> Keep it real. Ain't I, no wanted way. To, I wanted everybody to be close to each other, be next to each other, and be close Be close to kids all in the same, you know. Was, they knew about each other? I was crazy, time, man. They, I was going through mental stuff. They knew about each other at the time? No. I was still lying. I was still lying. And that's, you know, that's the, the, the people say, wit 
what's your biggest regret about it, right? Mm-hmm. One day, these kids that came during this show, that was that was part of this show, are going to be adults, and they're going to see this shit, and they, I got an answer to that. That's that's my biggest thing. You know, Tara's dad don't even speak to me to this day. Oh, he doesn't. And me and Tara's dad was real tight. Yeah, like nigga, that's his daughter. I understand. Family, you know what I mean? So uh, you could always say, nigga, well, men do shit, you've done shit. Nah, nigga, that's my daughter, and I got to respect that. Because if a nigga did something like that to my daughter, regardless of what I did, I got a problem with that too. So I understand. What's your rapport with Miss Tara now? I, I love Tara. I said rapport. We good. We got we got, we still go through it. She, you know. She moved on. Nobody's never gonna um nobody's ever going to forgive you for some shit like that. Did she she move, move on? Did she move on? Oh, she did some things. No, she did some things. No, she did Tara's Tara's done a thing. She's done she's, she's I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Huh? She was dating. She's dated a couple times, yeah. How did that make you feel? Oh, that shit hurt like a motherfucker. Did you, mm. now I'm actually on the question because you don't lie. Did you uh, get, uh, not aggressive towards her, but did you get aggressive about the situation? Did you do anything that Peter Guns would have normally do? Like go and show up somewhere. Uh, I heard some things through the streets, but I don't know if the truth. You know, I hear a lot of things. Cause you know, I'm connected. <laughs> nah, to you got to tell me. <laughs> nah, 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 you know. Nah. No, I, uh, you got to tell me. Did you show up anywhere on some, on some, um, sweet little dee 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 <laughs> I don't mean I don't to even hurt know you. What you mean? Oh well, okay. Well, no, well. you gotta say I, I'm keeping it hundred with you. You gotta keep it hundred. What I'm saying is that I, say I heard there's been particular times of certain situations. I don't know which relationship that when they moved on, you had approached the situation head on. Do you remember doing that at all? What you mean? I don't know. what You gotta yeah. say it flat out, bro. Head on. I saw it with a nigga and burned down on him. That's what I'm asking you. Never. You sure? I ran down on tar with a nigga before. Didn't you run down on somebody with a nigga in real life behind the scenes? That you saw, they said that you was you saw with your own eyes. This is what I was saying. They probably, I, I probably got lied to then. Yeah, that's never happened. Mm, you too smooth to run that on a nigga. No, no, I don't blame. The, I don't blame nobody. It's, it's, I can't blame no nigga for that. Did you ever see her and then and then waited till she let him talk to her after about it? Like never. I, I caught you. So you never called her in person. She told me. I I still wouldn't know if she didn't tell me. Oh, so she told you? Yeah. So you ever bumped somewhere or with somewhere? Never in life. I don't know Alice what I I'm laughing. <laughs> yo, yo, my nigga, that's never I believe happened. it, I believe it. So, you know, so, so she's just solid like that. She never, she, 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 she moves smoothly. She just keep it real with you. Like, oh, she is. We, we just had an open conversation. Have you ever? And she told me and I, I couldn't eat for two days. You was I in was the crib? Sick, sick. You was in the crib? Huh? Did you ask who it was? Did you ever call the individual? Yeah, she asked me. You got damn right. Uh-huh, what? Mm. Yeah, she told me who it was. Did you call the individual? Never. What's somebody that you knew? Or no? Huh? What's somebody that you no, knew? Nobody that I knew but somebody that niggas know. Mm-hmm. I would never put his name out. That's fucked up. He got a situation probably. You know what I mean? I would never throw his... I'll tell you later. Right, right, wait, right. wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there was two niggas. Oh, what? Yeah, I'm snitching, Tyra. I'm sorry. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm always the dog in this shit. Like, what you doing? Industry niggas? Come on, man. You really going this deep with it? Industry niggas? I just, my, yo, this shit still makes me mad. I can tell you, you know, you know when you get mad, you know when it's not turning red? 
Right here turns red. I don't know if you noticed that. No, um. <laughs> was it industry niggas, yes or no? Flip it was, yes or no? It depends on what you call industry. Rappers. You call professional sports industry? Oh, it caught her. Damn it! <laughs> That's it. That's all I can give you on air. <laughs> She'll kill me. She'll. I'm the nigga that no, put no, no, my no, business out there. I, 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 I respect it. I, I get it. But, but oh, she did that. Yeah. How they caught her? You don't get a nigga back like that. You don't, you don't get a nigga, nigga back like that. <laughs> nigga, but nigga, millions. Fifty-five. Uh, oh. 55. oh, I know. You know it. You don't know. How much you bet? Professional sports. That's that's. Nigga, you better not football, say no names on this fucking air. Soccer. Don't do a nigga like that. Don't do a nigga like that. I respect you. Nah, you have my word. I respect the game. I respect the game. Hold on. Okay. You talking about basketball? She doesn't know. Yes or no? I can't say nah. I can't. That's it. I can't. You can't say the sport. I can't. How she met him? I'm already saying too much. She ever gonna kill me? So tell us how she met him. She had to tell you that. She had to tell you the story because you, you a detailed nigga. This nigga here, man. <laughs> Uncle, you a detailed nigga. Nigga slinging her DMs. Oh, no. <laughs> Where you going? No. There's no more closet no. over there, man. No, man. That's it. No Why? more information. No. She violated. What? Did she violate? Facts. Thank you. I need you to tell her that on camera. Damn, son. You violated her first, but... <laughs> You don't get a nigga back like that. He flew out. Oh, he was. Nah, he's done. I'm done, man. He played in New York. He did more than flow. He played in New York. Was he playing in New York? Nigga, don't tell me he played in New York. Nah. All right. Then I would have. Then it would have. Then I would have. Then it would have. Huh? Huh? Did what? I ain't say nothing. So she kept the. But how you. So she. You felt she was telling the truth. Nah, she kept it all the way above. She kept it all the way above. All the way above. It was one of those conversations of, let's just just put it out on like some shit. We was got one to one of those points where like nigga, let's just hear. Let's just. Let's. This is during love and hip hop. She or said, after? "Do you want to have this conversation? You ready for this conversation?" I'm like, "Yeah." How did they? This is during love and hip hop. After. It was after, but it, we was getting ready to do a new <clears throat> version. We was getting ready to do another. Yeah, I never talked about another. it on, on, on the show. We never talked about it. It was one of those things where I'm gonna keep it all the way a buck with you. Cause I'm a real nigga. Watch management. Hold on. A friend of mine said. Atari. A friend. My business, Alice. Hey, look. A friend of mine <laughs> said. You know about this, guy. A friend of mine said. <laughs> How do you feel about Tari? Are you trying to figure it out with her, the family, or that? I said, Nah, I'm good. He said, All right, cool. And when he did that, I said, Hold up, nigga. You know something? You said you cool, so let's don't worry. Nah, nigga. Do you know something? And he was like, ah, you might want to have a conversation with her. Mm. And <clears throat> how did he know? He saw them he, out together. How did he know? Somebody, somebody said something to him. Somebody said something to him, and he was just like, nah, that's my brother. I make sure he's good with that. And he told me, and when I went to her, she was like, Oh, you ready for the conversation? Let's have it. Mm. And who that was the first nigga? He nah, said two niggas. Nah. <laughs> said, who was the second one? That was the first. That was the second nigga. Who was the first? I don't know this nigga, man. I didn't go into too much details about that. It was just, it was a regular nigga. It's a regular nigga. Where she met him at? I don't know. She didn't tell you where she met him at. You didn't, you asked those questions where you met him at. When was it? It was one of you know, it's one of those things where 
Tara's a beautiful girl. She's out and about. She's in a restaurant or something, running to a nigga. They exchange numbers. Things. At that time, you got to understand, I got married on I got a kid mm-hmm. on her. Facts. I'm mm-hmm. doing me. Even on the second time around, I got a whole new girlfriend. So it's not, she didn't violate me. She was just doing me, and doing my ego thing. couldn't take that she was yeah, doing her. She, doing, she was doing what the fuck she was supposed to be doing. Typical, she was just sitting around crying about me. But he was hurt. I wasn't ready. I didn't know. I, Shout mm. out to Miss Tara. She, she had to be good. She, 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 she had to do what she had to do. That basketball nigga, she though, fucked we got, the nigga we, ego up real That good. nigga with the sports, we got to talk about that. Cause like, what's up <laughs> with him, bro? He knew, we knew, we, he knew niggas personally? No. Nah. He's just doing him niggas. Yeah, nigga. Tara's bad. She's dope. She's beautiful. These niggas doing what they supposed to do. Can't be mad at that. I'm doing nigga. this and rubbing in your face, nigga. Next time, don't get married on television while oh, you're no, wife. Nigga. I did the petty shit. I tried, yeah, 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 I tried yeah, to yeah. get at his girl. Yeah. Oh, just, oh, oh, oh. oh, no, I'm well petty. I tried to get at niggas' moms. I shot a DM to his moms, everything. Oh, I'm well petty. I'm a different type of nigga. My get back is different. But you didn't get through? Nah, it didn't work. Mm. Did you <laughs> keep it real? Hold on. Did you blow it up? No. Kept the side. You ain't blow it up. Nah, but I was, I put it to you this way. I was on my way, and the nigga must have said, he blocked, they blocked me. Somebody blocked me. I, I got to put that, he must have said, block that nigga. On your way, I was way, on my way, because I was following and DMing, and the nigga must have said, block that nigga. I but was you, on ain't, my you, way. you ain't hate on the game. Never. Mm-hmm. You accepted it. You said, I did wrong mm-hmm. flip. I accepted it. I accepted that I would never blow a nigga's spot up, but you know what? I got Now I got to get a taste of his cookie, too. I was on that type of time. But you passed it now. Yeah, I'm over that shit. That was ignorant. I was, I was being ignorant. You know, the Bronx niggas, we got certain ignorance that's hard to turn off. <laughs> Even when we old and should be, you know, people be like, my nigga, you too old for that. It's still like it's, it's something about the, that that old young Bronx shit that you <laughs> I'm like, word, all right, I'm gonna get your moms then. That's how we're oh doing it. He was God. hurt. You couldn't eat for two days. Yeah, I was fucked up. Let me ask you a question. Um mm. why do you think uh why do you think men and not all men, everybody's different, but why do you think most men take it so hard when we get cheated on? Like a female get cheated on a thousand right. times, a thousand times, get a baby, like you said, married, all else like that. They still come back. They still get, I mean, they, they upset. But when a guy gets cheated on, it could be one time, like through the roof, mad. It's a, you know, it's, it's a combination. It's ego, one. Mm-hmm. Our egos can't handle that shit. Two is we know how we give it up. Mm. And we also know that we can touch something, not even know her name. You know what I mean? Women I ran through on tour and couldn't even tell them their name afterwards. What's my name? Oh. <laughs> women, for the most part, depending on the type of women you're with, mm-hmm. something about that, if she let him go inside and, and live, something about him she was feeling and she was, she feeling him. We could absolutely go and, and ravish something and not give a shit. For the most part, I'm not saying women can't do it too. I'm just saying for the most part, right, right. women that, you know, that's the women that you, that, you know, the ones I dealt with, mm. they, if they gave, if let a nigga live, there was something about him that she was feeling. And that's the, that's the problem we can't take. And, and we just can't take what we dish out. You know what I mean? But shit, man, uh, you know, she had to be feeling them. And if she, and if that nigga was anything like you, <laughs> she got smutty. <laughs> Yo. That's how I look at it. 
I look at it. Everything I throwing again. That's salt. I gotta look at it like that. That's bitterness, man. Everything I did, he did. I gotta look at it to clear my head. I just gotta. It all happened. What you mean? Everything you did, he did. I got. I got things I do. The helicopter. Look, ma, no hands. The Shawshank Redemption. I name my shit, my nigga. I got. Don't bite my titles, even. It's all copyrighted. I got. He cool. No, he not cool. I told you. He not told you. Look, he boy. He not cool. He not cool. Who's that peeking in my window? That's my new shit. Is it what was it again? Who's that peeking in my window? No. When I take the curtain and oh nah, nigga, never mind, man. I copyright my shit. I got patterns, I do. Yeah, yeah. But, but the thing is, so I gotta look at it as that's so you what's... think he did the helicopter dog? Oh my god. Why you get it just long nigga, nigga? Why you gotta say all that? No disrespect, Paul Mitaro, if you hear this, no disrespect. I why gotta you... look at it that way. Oh my god. That he did your tricks, cause why would she go that way with him? I just gotta think that. How long yo, you think she messed everything... with him for? Huh? Oh, was it a one and done thing? Nah, man, it was it went on for a little bit. You had to eat that? No, I didn't know. Oh, you was in the crib not knowing? <laughs> I'm going to cheer my phone. Yo, fuck you, Flip. Wait, no, no. Nephew word, that's what we're doing. I love you, know what I'm saying? I know you. I have a fault. Yo, I wasn't the... in the crib. Yo, wow. You sure? You was in the same building? I had my own crib. We never, we haven't, we wasn't living together nothing, but I pull up. Anytime I'm, I'm pulling up, anytime I went, whatever. Nothing never what been. You mean, what, what you mean, whatever? You were still able to? Nah. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't like she, oh. she wouldn't rock like that. But I mean, like, there was never no... I can't come there because somebody's here. I come whenever I want to come. You know what? I would say I would say that you know your taste in women is very good, honorable. They carry Thank themselves you, with class. Thank you. Shout out to Miss Tara. You know, shout out to Mina. Shout out to the ladies. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I have to give you that respect. You know what I mean? Oh and, no, definitely, definitely. You know what I mean? I have Again, to. Because she didn't. She did what she was supposed to do. She did what she was supposed and to. She do. She was you know? listen. In all fairness to her, uh, I gotta give her this. She was having fun. She wasn't looking for no extra. No husband, no boy. She was just doing her, having fun. So most people would be like, why she do that when that nigga's no... She was just doing her. Well, did, Amina, did Amina ever do her? Of course. <laughs> of course. They both have they, they situation. Now, me and Amina's dude got into it before, but it wasn't about... Um, it wasn't about me being jealous. It was about her asking me. Most people think that I, that I, that I uh, pressed... Um, I was trying to press a nigga because I was jealous. She told me this nigga's being disrespectful. But I let the blogs run with it how they ran with it. I had to, yeah. I to, one of, here's a funny story, man. Damn, I wonder if he gonna be mad if I tell this story. But I'm telling him, they fuck it. Uh-oh. Management? What you think, management? Keeman don't want me to say it. You want me to say it? What you think, management? One time, <laughs> one of Amina's, I won't say his name, one of Amina's guys was talking crazy over the phone. He live in L.A., I, you know, he live in L.A., she live in L.A. with my daughters. And I said, listen, bro, I'll be out there for my daughter's birthday. On some man shit, I'm going to go to the party, and then me and you could go do whatever we need to do as man to man. Catch that fade. Whatever, however y'all can say it out there. We're going to shoot the five. That's what we say up here. I need 31, whatever you want to do. Do the party, and then we go whatever, whatever. He said, yeah, yeah, we'll see when you get hit in this. He's talking reckless. The nigga tried to call Wack 100 on me. And, 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 and I got the call back to say, yo, don't meet up over there because the nigga tried to call somebody, whatever. So we ended up 
talking. He was like, how you want to handle this shit? You know what I mean? And we spoke on the phone. But yeah, it was dude. Instead of trying to man to man with me, he tried to make some phone calls. <clears throat> and that's what was on the blogs. That's the shit that was on the blogs. And everybody was like, oh, Peter's just jealous. But it was, nah, it was, dude was holding up her music and doing shit. And they was fighting. And she was like, yo, could you talk to him? And that's what, that's what shit went left. Was no jealous shit. Not the not the singer nigga, the life gender nigga in the comments. Ah, uh, no, nah, not that. He was she was messing with him too. They did an album together, and uh, you gotta ask them that. I could never put him out there like that. He got a girl. I don't know what happened between them, but you Respect. gotta ask Chester. Why did you call his real name? Uh, cause he called me Little Pete. So you gotta ask Chester. That's his name. So, but they 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 did an album together. Yeah, they got a whole project together. They did an EP together. It's dope too, by the way. They got a song in there I really like. But yeah. salute. So, so the guy that challenged you to a fight and called whack. The blogs knew about it. They didn't know about the whack part. They knew about. They knew we was beefing, and they was just calling me jealous and this and that. But they didn't know the backstory was that she told me, you know, dude is holding up her music, and he's they've been fighting and arguing and. So I said, put him on the phone, and we. I'll see you when I get there. It was on that type of time. But it's squashed. Yeah, guys, it's, it's squashed. Uh, yeah, he disappeared. He never, you know, I never seen him again. We never spoke again. It's all good. He's a musician. He didn't really. Some people jump out the window and try to be into that shit. That's why they got to make phone calls for, for backup. What type of musician was he? Rapper, uh, singer? Uh, he's a, he, I don't want to get into that too much about it. But he's he's a musician. Makes music. He doesn't rap. Doesn't do nothing. Just oh, a musician. Oh, producer. producer. Yeah. yeah. Was that her only? Um... I don't know. It might have been more. You gotta ask her, bro. Amina was single and doing, and you know, music. She, she. I don't. I don't know. Did don't you feel? Care. Did you feel away? You gotta her? ask her about life. Life is, you know. Listen, man. I, they, they, they both musicians like me and Amina. Like things click. I don't know. I don't know. He's never said that. She's never said that. Respect to them. Nor do I give a fuck. Okay, did you feel away when no, you No, not at all. Oh, I respect. Not at all. I said something on the blogs because uh, I said something on one of her posts, and he commented under that, and me and him went, and it was it. That's to me, that was just some trolling. Yeah, I, I don't even take it serious. I saw him in uh, Atlanta recently, and he didn't speak to me, and he was. Rich told me he said, "Oh, Peter takes that shit so serious, whatever." I thought it was funny they called me Little Pete. And I was like, nigga, name is Chester. We could both have fun with names, you know what I mean? I was just fucking with him. But no, nah, I don't have no problems with dude. Dude is a musician and I mean it's beautiful and they make me I don't I don't I don't I'm not into that uh I'm not on that type of time with um let me, let me, Amina or whatever she does. I I support her. But let me, Amina has a boyfriend now. Let me say something. Can I say something? Honestly? Go ahead. Okay. Something just clicked to me. Okay. First of all, I know who you love more now, let's just say that, um, my opinion. But what I would say is, because of your salacious ways and your overzealousness, you tend to do things. I'm in a different did, space now. We're you're in a very different space, and you did things, right? And, you know, things happen. Um, and both of those women were put on t national television, and it was a lot of embarrassment for them both, but you held it down. Now, fast forward, you know, you learn your lesson. Both beautiful women, uh, mothers of your children, and we respect them. Right. Um, I feel like 
I feel like um, the Miss Tara situation hurt you a little more, my opinion. Um, I, I don't know if because of the living together and the, like a family, I don't know if it's that just to swallow that reality because when somebody is good and you bring them into a life of, not bad, but a life of different things and you find, like when you view somebody a certain way and you find out that they went over that threshold that we all know that people can go over, it's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Um, but I have to respect you for acknowledging your uh, your past transgressions and your behavior, yeah. and I salute you. But I do feel... Here we go. No, that, you know, Miss Tara had his heart. My man starved. It wasn't two days. It was a week. I know the truth. <laughs> two days. No, it was a... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Try to play it off. Yeah, huh? huh? I, I did that. I did that with when it comes to Tara. I yeah. if I had done the right thing, things would be different. Would be different. Yeah. So I did that. Yeah. That you 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 on point with that? I ain't going to. I know. I can, I can, you got a, your reaction. Let me tell you something about you. Mm-hmm. One thing people got to watch you when they speak to you. Very very good at at at. I don't know if it's from the Bronx, but you're very good at. You answer questions, but you know how to move through them. But you have to watch your your actions. Truth. When we, yes, when we spoke about Miss Tara's affair, not affair, but moving on. That became more emotional and personal. Yeah. When we talk about Miss Amina, mm-hmm. it was more like, okay, it, it is what it is. Now, not saying that you didn't love them the same or loved it, loved them yeah, at a point. It's different. different it's yeah. different type of love. That's what you said earlier, and I get it now. Mm-hmm. Because when Miss Tari was like, you tell them that you can't do it. You were saying things, and I saw it in your face. But like, yeah, I called them. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of it's kind of crazy. Well, salute, salute. And you, salute. You got to eat it, man. You got, you got keep, you, again, you could. If I was, there was any other chance. I wasn't always able to do this. If there's any. This is new. This is new, able to go look at your shit and be like, how could you blame him? And I still have a, listen, man, I'll be a liar to you to tell you I still don't have a problem with that. I still be like, you let a nigga, what? The helicopter, you let a nigga do the helicopter to you? You let a nigga do the. Dude, a peek, peek through my window? Peek through my window is crazy. You think she did? <laughs> yeah. Peek through my window He's is like, crazy. You think she did? I don't think she did all that. I think it was just a regular, like, I don't think, because he don't unless she put him on in your moves, then that's really. Listen, man. You think she put him on in your moves? Nah. That, that's, oh. That's I, you know, I wonder that sometime. Oh, 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 no. He must, he must say no. He come home one night like, yeah, I got an idea. Let's do you got Do you have a problem Let's with that? If a woman goes, nah, do this and do this and do this, you got a problem with that? No. I do. No, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I like to figure it out myself. Let me find out what works. I'm, la- nigga, I, nigga, I'm lazy, nigga. I don't got no time for that. Nigga. You want to do all this extra <laughs> shit and leave, leave nigga. You want to leave memorable moments, not nah, me. Nah, I'm good. You want to leave me. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. you want to think about oh, you. Yeah, and that's why. Yeah. You think you thought with your you thought with your your, your friend, bro. No, That's man. why, cause you I know like you know you, you know how to put work in. You know how to satisfy. And to think that a nigga richer had Miss Tara up there, fuck you up. Look at you. Look at you. Even <laughs> even right now. No, I'm good. I'm good. Look at my. Not, no, <laughs> I'm over it. No, you're not. You know what? We'll get over it together. I, I mean, you don't like that shit at all. Well, I'm in a new space now. We're going to get to that. We ain't going to get to the new we shit. All, we all right now. All right, 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 right. There you go. Got him. No, nigga try to rush shit. He don't want to dwell on that. At the end of the day, it happened. It might be a new woman in my life, and I might be offending her right now. We about to talk about this. Oh, okay. Woman. That's all I'm saying. We, we dwelling on this tyrant thing. I might have something new. But the helicopter, she didn't tell the nigga to do the helicopter. Nah, man. Accept it. Take that out your... <laughs>
Okay, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. What's, what's, oh, <laughs> look at his face. God. That nigga probably did the crossover. Look at that. Oh, shit. What? <laughs> anyway, go ahead, man. Next. See? How the hell did he hit? See? <laughs> Jay, let, let it go. I got questions, but I'm going to leave it. What's going on now? So I uh, recently just did the show for BET where we all looking for... I got Amina looking for me, a new wife, and I got to find Tyra, a new nigga. Oh, wow. A new man, I'm sorry. It's called After Happily Ever After. It's on BET, October 19th, 10 p.m., tune in. Um, it's real. It's the realest show I've ever done. It's hosted by Bow Wow. You go to these mixes, these parties, and you interview these different people for your ex. We was in a mansion for a month, and you get to live with this person for 48 hours. And then you, after 48 hours, you go to this thing called love them or leave them, and, you de and it determines whether you want to stay with this person or you want to move on and try somebody else. So I went through four. I can't tell you how many I went through. That I'm, I'm giving it all away. But I... I <laughs> I had to audition a few, and you know, it was good. It was a beautiful thing. Did you get tempted? All young, beautiful, successful people. Did you get tempted in the house to uh, explore uh, your ex regions? Yeah. yeah. Did you try to forget it? Did you try to go <laughs> they hang out? Watch. They gotta watch. They gotta watch. What about Mister? You tried. You tried. Did you try to go? Um, hmm. Okay, we'll watch. I'll give you this. So I, I, I will tell you this. In my Trying to find somebody for myself. I mean, and Mina trying to find somebody for me, I had to find somebody for Tara. So I found somebody for Tara that was opposite of what you would think. And, it, and you know, and you got to watch. But I will tell you this. Mm. I It was hard. I got jealous. It was hard to watch. And that's where the shit gets real interesting. It was hard to watch. I can tell. That's tough. You know, you got to, if if you're doing something, if your ex is on, if you if you dating, right, and y'all dating, what she doing, you don't see, you don't know about it, is one thing. But when you were there and a nigga pull your ex down on his lap and be kissing on her back and rubbing her, mm. it's hard to watch, bro. So just tune in. That's all <laughs> I can say. Must be live. <laughs> <laughs> tune in. It gets, it gets real quick. October 19th? October 19th. Yeah, 10 BT. BT. Is there anything else you want to share with us that you didn't share with us before we get out of here? I mean, just, you know, look for the CL Smooth, uh, you know, the Odd Couple project I'm doing. That show, uh, Cheetahs, the next... We'll say Cheetahs, too. We can't yeah, forget next, Cheetahs. The next so season of that, we should be going up next month or December. We start filming the next 21 episodes of that shit. And uh, just podcasts. I got a host, host of shit we doing in Dallas. Me and uh, my manager here, Zay, we, got, we, we, we setting up shop in Dallas. Look for the food trucks. Look for the hookah bars. Look for the stuff we're doing. Shaquille, look for the stuff on the radio. Uh, it's, it's a lot going on, man. Mm. It's a lot going on. Uh, <clears throat> stay tuned. Why you had a fight on Cheetah? Was that real? Yes, you know, so people always ask me what's real. You know, I find the way y'all see it is the way I see it. I don't know until we shooting if they're, if I feel like they faking or not. But, yeah, this particular dude, I kept rubbing them the wrong way, and he and shit got for real. I got, it got it got real on there maybe three times for me. It's all good. It comes with the territory. I'm an instigator. They gave me the keys, told me to do me, so I did. Was me. it real for real though? Yeah. I got security, so I get to get you know we get to get it in for a quick second, and mm. they jump in there and break it up. So it's all good. 
You don't feel weird hosting a show called Cheetahs nah, with, with, your, with your history? Because, you, know? you know, basketball players, football players retire, get on ESPN, become analysts. I'm a retired cheater. I'm just an analyst. Man. <laughs> just an analyst. Man. Are you retired yeah, from man. cheating? I'm, ch- I'm, ch- I'm at a different age. That's it? Are you in a relationship now? I'm 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 seeing somebody yet. Yeah. Oh. Really? Where's she from? Yeah. <laughs> Where's she from? She from uh, Planet Earth. It's her place to birth. <laughs> Is she from New York? Out of town? Texas? Dallas? Yeah. You gotta. I can't say you. It, it'll fuck everything up. Oh, what I'm you gotta fuck oh, my bag up with, with the show? Yeah. Oh, I never want to do that. Oh right. Okay. Cause so he, that. Wait. Hold on. So. Amina found somebody for you for real? You gotta watch. You just trying to promote. You ain't, you ain't know no situation, man. Stop it, huh? When the cameras go off, we'll talk personally and then you'll see different. So you think you really done cheating? I, I would never I would never uh say say nothing like that. Something I've done my whole life. I, I'm still trying, bro. Mm. I've done that my whole life. So for me to say, yeah, I'm over that, so I would be a that would sound like a big ass fat lie. But your mindset, tell your, you your is mindset is my different. My mindset now. is in the set of like, I got older kids and shit. It's, it's enough is enough. But um, to sit here and say I just just like that I'm done. I, that that would be that would be a uh, cap. Last question from me. Mm. Out of all six of your baby mothers, if you had to go back and fix it with one, mm. <laughs> honestly speaking, from nephew to uncle, uncle to nephew. you already know. No, 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 no. I want you to say it, nigga. But you know it already. We know. I want you to say it. Everyone else. If you had a chance to. Tara. Go- Final applause for <laughs> Look at him. Yeah, yeah. You met at Sam Ash. And you tried to play the fiddle and got fiddled. And now she was with a nigga. I, 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 no. Shout out to Miss Tara. Miss Tara, we love you. There's all respect. Shout out to nieces and nephews. Shout out to the whole family, old Joseph Shad. I'm just saying, he. I have to rub it in his face because I remember how you looked and I felt bad. He was in Queens, I remember. And I'm going to rub it in his face for you. But, respect that, huh? I ain't going to lie to that shit real quick. I respect that. Give out the social media and stuff real quick. Uh, Peter Guns 174 on Instagram. That's it. <laughs> Follow me. Think about that thinking bullshit. No, listen, man. Listen. I'm just telling you. You said if I could go back, I'm not. But if I had but to go back, to, yeah, that's that respect, would, though. I would try to write that wrong if I if I did that. Yeah, mm. that's respect, though. Yeah. Mm. Right, I'm pulling one time, man. Peter Guns, man, coming through with the moves and all that. I'm, I'm gonna talk to him and instill some of the. You know what I'm saying? Might have to try some of them. I ain't gonna lie, I but, like this. Guy. <laughs> you know why? Because it's like just looking before we leave. Uh, when I'm able to crack the case, sometimes because sometimes you don't, <laughs> and, and then I, I laugh at you. But sometimes I do. A lot of times I do. You do a lot of times. I crack do. the case is 95. percent Yeah, yeah. But when you don't, I, I get excited. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, but when yeah. I'm able to crack the case and look, and it's like it feels good. It's riveting. Yeah, yeah, because look, cause I know, you know, when niggas is ill and confident and they yeah. put work and they get women, when it's that one and you can tell the ball and you stick and stuff, making it like anything else, my man face is straight. Mm. <laughs> but you shit- said I ran down on somebody. I don't know where that came from. You got to tell me where that came from. Hmm. All I heard, this is what I heard. God. Before, you know, I was telling my homegirl, I'm interviewing you. And, um, I don't know, she probably was lying, but it was a situation where it seemed like where, uh, I don't know if it was Miss Tara or somebody was on a date and you pulled up. That's what I heard. Now, I think that now, since you told me it didn't happen, she's lying. 
I'm going to go check on it. I'm going to go check on it. She pulled up on me on the date before. It was backwards? Yes. Hmm. <clears throat> See, nigga be listening so fast. Not, not on TV. I'm talking about real life. Real life. Several times things like that has happened. Was it in public where people could see? Cause it's yeah, true. nigga. Okay. That's what it was there. I thought you, I thought it was the other way around. No. So when she pulled up on you, what happened? I, I lied and said I was out of town. And I, it really wasn't a date. It was a meeting. It was a meeting. And uh, she was like, oh, how, uh, out of town, right? How, mm, how good seeing you. And went and sat down at another table with her friends. And I was like, oh, shit. Did it, be, did it become I told a big, so I, I got to go, you know. And I was like, yo, I'm, I was trying to do the introduction. Like, it ain't, but, you know, this is some. How did people see it? Because I for somebody. Oh, man, people, exactly how it looked. Exactly what, you know, that's probably what you heard. I upset. I'm sorry, I apologize, I got it wrong. Because it was something, yeah. it was a public setting where, like, yo, he got, somebody got, I was like, what? He pulled yeah. up? I, I, didn't never, I never heard that. I kept yeah. Googling it, but I never heard it. Nah, it was definitely fucked up. It was but the th thing. Th what the thing about it is this right here. This is a true story. Yeah, I, mean, I you know I always keep it a honey with you. Where I took this young lady. This young lady does a uh, uh, podcast. <laughs> no, listen, she does a podcast, sex podcast. We used to talk all the time on live. So when we went to eat, I took her somewhere where everybody knows. It's a it's a it's a place everybody goes to. So it wasn't no, it wasn't no like a nigga was trying to hide. Nothing was just there. But the thing, the thing about it was, I lied and said I was still out of town. That was the fucking big part of it. Cause I always, sometimes I say I'm not back in town to buy myself a day to do whatever the fuck I want. You know what I mean? Cause once you back, nigga, come get these kids and go do this. So I was buying and this shit just backfired on me. What made her go there? She was just going out with her homegirls or somebody yeah. put on. And nigga just tapped me on my shoulder and was like, oh. <laughs> Atlanta, huh? And went and sat down. I was like, oh, so, shit. But the, you, you had to get up and go over there and try yeah, to do the dress? Yeah. But it didn't work in your favor. Nah. Wow. Sorry, y'all. I had the wrong information. I, I was listening so fast, I got it backwards. It was it was just something with public. I thought you pulled up, but it was no, the other way around. I got pulled up on. Oh, Normally, I'm the one to get. They, they better than us, man. Females don't get caught like that. Mm. She might have just left look, a nigga look, and showed up on. to that restaurant. It's some, tru it's some truth for that. Like she looked, she looked a smile over here. It's some it truth for that. It's true. Tara could have walked that? in that shit with a nigga and told him leave, and then went over to me and did that bullshit. You, you know what I don't like about you. You, you just never know. Like that. You try to make a look, nigga. That's just happened, nigga. What I'm saying. You caused it. She ain't do that. I'm saying they better than us. That's um, all I'm she telling. She ain't do that, unk. They better. Talk about somebody else. She did something I didn't know about. Fuck you talking about. Don't ever say not me, nigga. Ah. Yeah, your girl. Mm. Got the bunny ears with oh, her feet. Oh, I'm what? telling you, that's what niggas do. The bunny ears. Wait, what? Put their the feet behind their ears. <laughs> yeah, the bunny ears. <laughs> what behind their ears? <laughs> they feet. Oh. Oh, yeah. Where you get these names from, man? Huh? It's original shit. You gonna write like a sex book or something at some point? That'll be fire. And, and, and give tips out That'll to all the- That'll be fire. Think about it. I mean, you know, have, 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 have a picture right here and then the, the description book. next to it. Yeah. Like, turn the page, the next one, helicopter on this page. And yeah, with the peekaboo. Sure, so, he, don't like, he don't like that shit. I love, I love this shit. He don't like that shit, though. What? <laughs> he don't like that shit. 
happened. Your condition out. You just can't take it. That's how yeah, I'm, that's, that's, yeah, that's I'm guilty of it. I'm I think that, that's most men, though. I feel like it's most of us. Yeah. I'm well, guilty. Shout out to you. Most of us don't admit it, though. That's a fact. Our friends that be, I don't fuck with that bitch, too. Yeah. Nigga be ready to kill everybody up in that <laughs> motherfucker. I salute you, man. Listen, we out of here, man. G Money. Yo, man. yo. Proud of y'all, man. Thank, thank you, you, thank you. Make sure I follow the pages, man, at Flip the Script Pod, at Queens Flip with a C, at DDG Money Official. Uh, TikTok. TikTok is going up, you know what I'm saying? So we out of here, man. Shout out to Bassy, shout out to Tati. Shout out to Tati Tuesdays and Bassy, Bassy in the building. You know, he's over there for the first day, he's extremely tired. First time I've seen him like that. Um, he has an office, he could have went in there, and, you know, he just wanted to relax here and listen. And shout out to JR. Shout out to shout JR. Shout out to everybody. Smooth. Smooth. Um, classic. Nah, that's dope. One of my favorites right now. That's dope, that's dope. I cracked the case. You cracked the case, baby. Um, remember, lock the doors, close your windows, close your blinds, open your blinds, and if you see a nigga like Peter Guns on your lawn, Put it away. He don't mean no harm, but don't let him in because he'll fuck your girl all night long. I'm from Queens. <laughs> Bro.